amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. The voice of West Virginia. This is Summit Community Bank High School Game Night. Early edition. Presented by Summit Community Bank. Your local bank that's proud to service beyond expectations. Now, here are your hosts, Fred Persinger and Dave Jacklin. And good evening across this great state of West Virginia. Welcome in. High School Game Night. Week number four of the high school football season. Week number five of Game Night. September 25th is our date. We have a total of 40 games. Well, let me back up. Well, first of all. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening, David. How are you? I'm fine. We had 40 games. We did. And then we lost one today uh, because of COVID-19. And yes. we'll tell you about that in a second. So technically 39 games this week. We've already had a total of three games taken care of. We had a game on Tuesday night. We had a game last night, and uh, we've got three games scheduled for Saturday. So we'll get all the scores for you and everything. And a lot of scores are going final already, and a lot of teams played at 7 o'clock, which is always good. We always like to see that, and so do the coaches that have those long trips back. Let's get you caught up on our scoreboard right now. Brought to you by Comax Business Systems, your full-service Konica an Ulta dealer in Class AAA. David, number one, goes down. Yeah, Spring Mills, top-ranked team in AAA, went to overtime at number three in AA Frankfurt. As you can imagine, a good game. Number one, AAA, number three, AA. And it came down to the final plays. In overtime, Frankfurt knocks off Spring Mills 21-20. Frankfurt had scored first in the extra period, taking a 21-14 lead. Spring Mills scored and then did not convert an extra point. Not sure yet if they went for two, went for one. But either way, it was not converted. And Frankfurt with the win over Spring Mills, 21-20. Top-ranked team in AAA going down tonight. Also in AA, number five meeting number nine. Clay County on the road at Liberty Raleigh. The fifth-ranked Panthers, the ninth-ranked Raiders, and Mark Workman's team tossed a shutout at Clay County tonight. Liberty Raleigh beating the Panthers. Final score, 33 to nothing. Number 11, Kaiser, hangs 70 on the board on Nicholas County. Kaiser now this year has scored 61, 55, and 70 in the Golden Tornadoes' three wins. The one loss, 35-12, back in week number two to Oakland. But tonight it was a 70-19 win over Nicholas County. Kaiser improves to 3-1. Nicholas County falls to 1-3 with the loss. Staying in AA, where East Fairmont picks up a win. 
as the Bees take out single A number 14 Cameron 31 to 14 East Fairmont's first win of the season Cameron's record evening up at two and two Braxton County a winner the Eagles at home beating Roan County final score 42 to nothing and in case you missed it, the uh, Golden Shovel has changed hands. West Side earlier this week beating Wyoming East 57-32. Over on the single-A scoreboard, final scores, number two Doddridge County and number 16 Ritchie. Here's a score for you. Doddridge with the win, 9-8. Doddridge County beating Ritchie County 9-8 as Doddridge County second-ranked Bulldogs take out Ritchie County, the 16th-ranked Rebels, 9-8, your final score in Week 4. Number 4 in single-A, Greenbrier West, 73 at Webster County tonight as the Cavaliers beat the Highlanders 73-6. Wheeling Central with the win over Mann, 19-0. Over in single-A, or make it the triple-A, number 9, John Marshall, a shutout winner tonight, over number 15, Parkersburg South, the Monarchs get the win, 39 to nothing. John Marshall with that win goes to three and one. Wins over Weir, Preston, and Parkersburg South for the Monarchs so far this year. John Marshall's one loss was a week ago to Oak Glen, 55 to 46. But John Marshall getting the win tonight over Parkersburg South, 39 to nothing. Tough start to the year for the Patriots as Parkersburg South falls to one and three. The one win came back in week two over Woodrow Wilson. The Patriots have losses this year to Campbell Midland, Princeton, and now tonight to John Marshall. Taking a look at the rest of the AAA scoreboard, no other final scores are in, but the Metro News Class AAA Game of the Week, Fred, 81 points scored between AA number one Bluefield and AAA number 12 Princeton. This game's in the fourth quarter, and Bluefield has a 41 to 40 lead. What a far difference than when they met back in week one, and Bluefield won 15 13. Tonight, it's 41 40 Bluefield. That game is in the fourth quarter of play. Let's go ahead and get a couple of phone calls while we have an opportunity. Let's uh, go to Kevin. Kevin Stover, I haven't talked to Kevin, I don't think, this season. Kevin, welcome in to game night. No, you haven't. I talked to your boy earlier this evening because I wanted to call and thank him Mars, for doing the Liberty Clay County game and whatever he's had. And they they uh, come back uh, in a close game earlier in the season against Braxton County, thanks to their quarterback. Uh, he had a, but they ended up having, I thought it'd be a tougher game than what it was. I listened at the first half, uh, and Liberty ended up winning at 33. Of course, your son will be calling you in with the staff and everything later. There you go. Hey, Kevin, you call so me. I thought, I, I thought, I, but if everything goes right with the epidemic thing tomorrow, right? Liberty will be traveling to Wayne next week. All right. Let's keep her fingers crossed, all right? All right, but in a way, well, I'm hoping Wayne down this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. there's a lot of people in yeah. Wayne are hoping that's not and the case, know, Kevin. But the uh, one thing I told your son, Wayne's like Bluefield. They they never them two teams never get down. No, that's a good All point. Right. That's a good well, point. Hopefully, everything works out every year, no yeah. matter where they got freshmen, 
that's just like they pluck them off the streets. Yeah, you're right about that. Kevin, hey, buddy, thanks for the phone call. Thanks, I appreciate Kevin. it. Let's go now to... Yes. Oh, you got to figure out who is. Jamie. Jamie Oates checks in with me now. Jamie Braxton and Roan County. All Braxton tonight. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Fred. Uh, talking with my color commentator, J.D. Drake, and I before the game, we watched film this week uh, along with Coach Williams and talking. I uh, really expected a tight ball game tonight, and our guys exploded tonight here at home. Uh, just a great game. Uh, Jack Cogar tied a high school record. Uh, for the school for four touchdown passes tonight. He was 9 of 11 for 202 yards. Again, four touchdowns. And uh, I'll tell you, the line was clicking. Everything was clicking tonight. Uh, had 350 total yards to 165 for uh, 182 for Rune County. I'm sorry. Uh, but start to finish, the Eagles really control, controlled the game tonight, Fred. No doubt about it. Well, maybe that's what they need. Just uh, a jump start and see if they can keep it going, you know? Absolutely. As long as we can stay, stay healthy with these low numbers, that's what we're, we're hoping for. There you go, my friend. Jamie, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. There you go. So, yeah, a good win for Braxton County tonight. No question about that. So, uh, we'll see how it goes for them the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, we've got time. David, let's get right back to the scoreboard again. Of course, our scoreboard presented by, as always, Comax Business Systems. Your full service, Hanukkah Minolta dealer. All right, Fred, the Metro News Class AA game of the week has gone final. A lot of uh, cross-division matchups, AAA, AA of ranked teams, and the Metro News Class AA game of the week was one of those. AAA number 6, Musselman at East West Stadium taking on AA number 14, Fairmont Senior. And Musselman, the Appleman, go on the road and double up the Bears 42-21. Musselman gets the win in week four over Fairmont Senior. Fairmont Senior falls to one and two with the loss. Losses to AAA Musselman and Bridgeport. The win for the Appleman tonight. Musselman improves to three and one. Musselman's one uh, loss this year came to Martinsburg a couple of weeks ago. So Musselman 42, Fairmont Senior 21. That was our Metro News Class AA Game of the Week. Top-ranked team in AAA going down on week number four. Number one, Spring Mills falling to 3-1 and one as AA number three, Frankfurt, improves to 4-0. and oh. As Frankfurt takes this one 21-20, the game went to overtime. Frankfurt scored first. Spring Mills scored to answer but could not convert the extra point, and it was 21-20. Frankfurt gets the win at home tonight. Also in AA, number five, Clay County, shut out on the road by number nine, Liberty Raleigh. The Raiders get the win 33-0. to nothing. Number 11, Kaiser at home, a 51-point win over Nicholas County. The Grizzlies struggling on defense this year, and Nicholas County falling on the road. Kaiser goes to 3-1 with a 70-19 win. Braxton County, big offensive performance for the Eagles, beating Roan County 42-0. East Fairmont with its first win of the year. The Bees knocking off single-A Cameron. 31 to 14. The Dragons were ranked 14th in single A and fall to 2 and 2. Matchup of two number 15 ranked teams in Triple A. 
Number 15, Brooke at number 15, Hampshire. The game has just gone final, and Hampshire wins this one at home by two touchdowns. Trojans over Brooke, 21-7. Back to AAA, where number 9, John Marshall gets a win. The Monarchs shut out Parkersburg South, 39 to nothing. The Patriots struggling early this year, falling to 1-3 and three with the loss. In single A, final scores, a handful of those coming in. Number two, Doddridge County on the road at number 16, Ritchie County. This was a one-point game, and neither team could reach double figures on the scoreboard. Doddridge County with the win over Ritchie, 9-8. Doddridge County improves to 4-0, make it, uh, yeah, 4-0 with the win for Doddridge County with that victory tonight. Ritchie County falls to two and two. Also in single A, number four, Park, uh, Greenbrier West, a win at Webster County. The Cavaliers knock off the Highlanders 73 to six. Double A number seven, Independence can only score 24 on the road at number 13, Petersburg tonight. And the single A ball club knocks off Double A number seven, 50 to 24. Petersburg gets that win at home. That's an Independence team that had scored 71, 55, and 56 the first three weeks of the season. But tonight, the offense just was not there for John Lilly's ball club on the road, and the Vikings get a 50 to 24 win. Also in single A, Wheeling Central 19-0 over Man. Shady Spring a winner as the Tigers take out Pikeview 13-12. You know, it's uh, interesting. That game you mentioned about Independence and Petersburg, that game did not come into effect until Wednesday of this week. And I don't know if, you know, you just you get a chance to play, and I give it to head coach John Lilly of Independence. Hey, you got a chance to get a game. We weren't going to play. Let's play. Sure. Obviously, no time to prepare. So you make the trip to Petersburg, and uh, not only was the offense not working, boy, the defense wasn't working either to give up 50 tonight on the road. Yeah, and Petersburg this year with that win, the Vikings go to 3-1. and one. They scored 41 last week against Pocahontas County in a win, and the second uh, week of the season beat Pendleton County 20-14. to 14. So the offense has come around for Petersburg after a week one shutout loss to East Hardy, 33 nothing. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. We'll have to just wait and see how things go, and uh, – We'll find out uh, here in a while. But again, uh, a lot of final scores coming up. And uh, we'll keep you updated. I I promise you that. So stay with us here on the scoreboard. And uh, uh, we'll keep you updated on everything going on. But right now, when you look and see at some of these teams, some of these scores, I think to me so far, David, and we have to hit a hard break here in about uh, 50 seconds or so. But the thing to me so far, the most impressive performance is Frankfurt against Class AAA Spring Mills. Yeah, Frankfurt at home, and and hats off to the Falcons tonight. 21-20 winners over Spring Mills. Frankfurt now with that win has improved to 4-0. Nice wins over Weir in week number two. They shut out Hampshire and Berkeley Springs, and tonight a one-point overtime win. Hopefully we'll get more on that game as we go on. Did Spring Mills go for two and not get in? Missed the single point, extra point. Not sure how that ended up. Exactly, but I know it was a Frankfurt 21-20 win in overtime. And we will talk with head coach Kevin Whiteman of the Frankfurt Falcons coming up a little later in the program tonight. So hang around with us. Dave and I are going to be with you until midnight tonight. High school game night, week number five for us, week number four of the season. 
on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. This is Summit Community Bank High School Game Night. Early edition. Presented by Summit Community Bank, your local bank that's proud to service beyond expectations. Now, here are your hosts, Fred Persinger and Dave Jacklin. Welcome back in. High School Game Night. This is the early edition, they say. We're on until midnight. And, uh, of course, a lot of games have become final because a lot of teams are going at seven now which is good wheeling central catholic went at six tonight and that's uh, uh that's a tribute to the man hillbillies and head coach harvey arms yeah because wheeling central had to travel so far to get the game and they gave a six o'clock kick so that wheeling central can get back home before it's really ridiculously late traveling from logan county to Ohio County is a long drive. I had to do a double take on that, too, because you had mentioned earlier games this week, and I thought for sure they played tonight. And when I saw that was a final, I thought, that wasn't a Thursday (laughs) game. I had to double check just to make sure that I wasn't mistaken, because you're right, not often you see a game involving man. You see that sometimes Eastern Panhandle, where the games start early, but but you're right. Harvey Arms and those guys down at man, good job getting that game kicked off early, because that is a long trip down, long trip back. For Wheeling Central. This is Summit Community Bank's High School Game Night. Our scoreboard presented by Comax Business Systems, your full service. Conica, Minolta, dealer. Got some finals, David. Yeah, I got a few more that have come in. How about Magnolia picking up its first win of the season as Magnolia, the Blue Eagles, beating Frontier Ohio 40-8. to That's win number one. Have been a tough start to the year for Magnolia. Lost in week one to Ritchie. Lost in week two to Shady Side out of Ohio. Last week, it was River, Ohio, that uh, got the better number on Magnolia. But tonight at home, it was uh, Frontier, Ohio, the opponent, 40-8. to Magnolia gets the win. And they stay on the Ohio uh, trip, if you will, Monroe Central and Union Local the next two weeks coming up for Magnolia. Good job, Blue Eagles, getting the win tonight, 40-8. to Other final scores, and I should say I want to tell you that it's not a final yet. But the Metro News Class AAA Game of the Week, number one in AA Bluefield, has added a touchdown to push its lead over number 12 Princeton, 47-40 late in the fourth quarter. That game when we came on the air was 41-40 Bluefield. And the Beavers found the end zone, pushing the lead up to seven late in the fourth quarter. That Metro News Class AAA Game of the Week. Clear back on week number one, It took a field goal at the end of the game for Bluefield to beat Princeton 15-13. And the defensive struggle in week one, an offensive slugfest tonight, 47-40 Bluefield late in the fourth quarter. A couple final scores in AAA. Number nine has beaten number 15. Parkersburg South went on the road and fell at John Marshall. The Monarchs get the win 39-0. John Marshall improving to 3-1 with the win. Also in AAA, Hampshire, a winner over Brook tonight. 14-point win for the Trojans at home. Hampshire beating Brook 21-7. Both of those two teams came in ranked number 15 in AAA. Over in AA were the third-ranked Frankfurt Falcons at home, knocking off AAA number one Spring Mills. The Cardinals go down. The 3-1 now, the record Frankfurt with the win, 21-20, as the Falcons improve to 4-0 with the win tonight. Number 9, Liberty Raleigh at home, shutting out Clay County, 33-0. The fifth-ranked Panthers went on the road 
with a 3-0 record, but all for the first time tonight. The Raiders of Liberty with the win, improving to 4-0 with the victory. Metro News AA Game of the Week. Number six, Musselman. The AAA Appleman winning at number 14, Fairmont Senior. Musselman beating the Polar Bears 42-21. Fairmont Senior drops to 1-2 with the loss. Fairmont Senior's win came back on week one over North Marion, but have dropped their last two games to Bridgeport and to Musselman. Appleman with that win coming on the road improved to 3-1 with the victory tonight. 11th ranked Kaiser is 3-1. The Golden Tornado at home knock off Nicholas County 70-19. East Fairmont wins for the first time. The B stinging single A number 14 Cameron 31-14. Braxton County a shutout winner over Roan 42-0. Marietta, Ohio is held off Weir. This game going final. Marietta beating the Red Riders 36-34. Weir drops to 0-4 with the loss. Shady Spring, a one-point winner tonight. The Tigers beating Pikeview, the final 13-12. And let's get an update on that Shady Spring game. Keith Thompson joins us now and back on the winning track, Keith, for the Tigers. Well, barely. Yeah, really. 13-12, and uh, and as beat up and banged up as this team is, uh, Fred, uh, you know, uh, any win right now is is wonderful for this bunch. I mean, they've they've got so many kids that that are that are hurt. Uh, give uh, give Pikeview credit. I mean, they came in here and they played their heart and soul out, and it was a you know it was a great ball game. Thirteen to twelve was the final. Pikeview, two hundred and seventy eight yards total offense. Uh, Shady was nowhere near that, about one hundred and fourteen. But you know the thing is, uh, for Shady, they go two and two on the season, and next week is. It, they are supposed to play Westside. That's not going to happen because Westside is out of school. They will not go back in, from what I understand, until the 8th. So uh, in, in talking with Vince, he said, I'd just rather take next week off if we can, get some folks healthy, and uh, look to try to finish the season out. Play the Westside game somewhere. Maybe play it on a Monday, play it on a Tuesday, uh, you know, a Saturday, or maybe, you know, have a, have, a, have a day that you are going to have a couple games in a week. But, that's uh, that's where they're looking at. So Shady probably will not be playing next week, and uh, we'll be somewhere. I don't know where, but we'll, we'll go somewhere. What's the chances if Shady doesn't play next week that they'll be healthier? Do they get anybody back? All of the injuries have been for the season, or you're still waiting no. on maybe getting somebody back? There, there are a couple of them that are for the season, but there's some, you know, there's there's those little nagging injuries in and the concussion deals and things like that that uh, that take a little while. They they got one back that I was not expecting uh, back tonight, and that was Showalter, and he played sparingly, but he was he was back. So I think you know they they get a, if they can get off next Friday night, get through a couple weeks of uh, practice without getting anybody hurt. I mean they they lost one yesterday in practice. Um, I mean you know it's it's hard to lose one on a Thursday practice, but they did. And uh, you know, get without anybody getting hurt, and uh, you know, get get this team back somewhat to where they were at the start of the season. Hey, quick qu- quick question for you: 114 yards of offense for the Tigers. How do they pull mm-hmm. this thing out? 13-12 tonight. By the grace of God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tell you what, it, it come down to it came down to the last last couple plays of uh, the ball game. I mean, really, you know, Pikeview had the ball, uh, and it was it was defense. And it was 
special teams that uh, Mikeview doesn't have a kicker for one thing. So they had to go for two. They failed on both of those attempts. And uh, some pretty good defense on the part. And uh, some pretty good uh, defense on the part. Two interceptions in the end zone for Shady on on defense. And Pikeview attempted three onside kicks and got one of them complete. I thought they had two, but it, it turned out to be it didn't go the required distance. But, you know, through the through the thing, and basically it was the fact that, uh, you know, they come up a couple times big in the end zone on the extra points. All right, my friend. Well, maybe you get a week off, at least uh, the Tigers do. And uh, when you see Vince again, tell him Thursdays are walkthroughs, not run-throughs, okay? <laughs> yeah, really. You know? I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keith, I, I appreciate it, buddy. All right, man. Y'all have a good weekend. Thank Thanks, you. Keith. There you go. Keith Thompson, uh, the voice of the Shady Spring Tigers uh, from our affiliate WJLSAM in Beckley. And, uh, yeah, it's tough to get somebody hurt on a Thursday practice, but, uh, you know. Sometimes it's tough to tell kids, don't go at it. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah, yeah. That, that happens because they're kids. They're kids. They're going to go at it. All right, we've got about five minutes before we have to take another break. Let's go ahead and get back to the scoreboard. Brought to you by your Comax Business Systems, your full service. Konica, Minolta dealer. Well, still an exciting game at Princeton and, and still no final in the Metro News Class AAA Game of the Week. Number one AA Bluefield leading AAA number 12 Princeton 47-40. That game is late in the fourth quarter, still playing that one, and uh, we'll get a final for you as soon as we have it. A final for number five Bridgeport. The AAA Indians knock off AA number three Robert C. Bird 58-21. So all that talk at the beginning of the year, oh, how are the Indians going to run the football this year? They've scored 63 44 and 58, so just fine for John Cole's ball club. 3-0, Bridgeport beating double-A number three, Robert C. Bird, 58-21 tonight. Number nine, John Marshall over number 15, Parkersburg South, 39 to nothing. Co-number 15's Hampshire beat Brook, 21-7. Over in double-A, triple-A number one, Spring Mills took on double-A number three, Frankfurt, and the Falcons knocked off the Cardinals 21-20. The game was in overtime. Frankfurt scored first. Spring Mills scored second. The extra point was no good. Frankfurt wins it 21-20 over Spring Mills. Number five, Clay County fell on the road at number nine, Liberty Raleigh. The Raiders get the shutout win, 33-0. Number 10, North Marion, a home winner over number five, Lincoln. The AA Huskies beating Lincoln 41-20 at Husky Stadium. Metro News Class AA Game of the Week. AAA number 6 Musselman winning it. AA number 14 Fairmont Senior, the Appleman, a 42-21 winner on the road. Number 11 Kaiser beating Nicholas County 70-19. Braxton County getting by Roan County 42-0. Marietta, Ohio beating Weir 36-34. Shady Spring holds on to knock off Pikeview, 13-12. Checking the single-A scoreboard, not a final yet, but number one, St. Mary's is rolling at home in the fourth quarter. The Blue Devils leading Calhoun County, 60-8. The game getting close to being a final at St. Mary's. Number two, Doddridge County holds on to win on the road at number 16, Ritchie County. Bulldogs beat Ritchie, 9-8. Number four, Greenbrier West, a convincing win at Webster County, 73-6. Number six, Wirt County, a winner at number 16, Tyler Consolidated. Tigers take this one, 40-18. 
Number 13, Petersburg, knocked off double-A number 7, Independence, 50-24. The Metro News Class A Game of the Week, number 8, Tigers Valley, runs over number 16, Gilmer County. Tigers Valley, a 44-21 win. Number 14 in single-A, Cameron went on the road and fell at East Fairmont tonight. The Bees pick up win number one, East Fairmont beating Cameron 31-14. Also in single-A, Magnolia beat Frontier Ohio 40-8. Wheeling Central went on the road to beat Mann 19-0. Pocahontas County edging Richwood 35-26. to That's your scoreboard. What we have right now, some games still in progress, and we'll get those finals for you as the night goes along. You know, David, when we start looking, I, I can't wait to see what the final score of this Bluefield-Preston. Yeah. 15-13, folks, when they met the first time. Field goal to win it for the Beavers. And it's crazy now. 47-40. A lot of points are being scored tonight. Bridgeport scored 58 Wheeling Park is putting the finishing touches on Lindsley. That game is still going on, but the Patriots have scored 56 tonight. St. Mary's uh, a final. Yeah. They've scored 60 tonight. couple teams going over 70 with Kaiser and Greenbrier West. And then you get Doddridge and Ritchie County, 9-8. 9-8. That's like a two-hitter, isn't it? It is. It is, yeah. Like yeah. a two-hitter. That's all that is. So Bad but. relief pitching. <laughs> hey, maybe they went to the bullpen too quick. That's right. You never know. Are your Cardinals in? I think so. They're, they've got the bases loaded right now. They lost the game, first game of a doubleheader with the um, Brewers. I think if we can win this one and uh, split over the weekend, I think we're safe. But I think we get the Padres in the first round. So uh, Padres are playing well. They are. But anyway, that's that's baseball. This is football. And uh, I think uh, the Bluefield Beavers have just scored yeah, again. Scored it's 54-40 to 40 right now. And Bluefield seemingly on their way to being 3-0 and on the season. Uh, we talked with Chris Pettigo, uh, the head coach of Princeton, on Wednesday night's show, and uh, you could tell the young man was confident about his ball club, and uh, he was really looking forward to this game tonight. Yeah, and you know, 54-40, I mean, it doesn't look good for Princeton right now, but uh, they are more competitive. I mean, obviously, they, they lost to Bluefield 15-13 week one, they won a game already this week beating Parker or this year beating Parkersburg South. Uh, Princeton is definitely a team we've been talking about being on the rise and the Tigers are playing much better in 2020, although they're going to fall to one and two. Yeah, they're going to fall to one and two tonight. Uh, and again, we'll see what happens here in the next few weeks. Uh, again, technically 40 games this week. Uh, how's that compare to a normal week without COVID? Normally, David would I, David and I would have 62, 63 games on a Friday night. So it's much, much different, but I promise you're going to have all of the scores of all of the games before we leave at midnight. Stay with us. It's Friday night in West Virginia. Not just the end of the work week, nor the beginning of the weekend. It's a time set aside for high school football. Games all across the state are wrapping up, but we're just getting started. Welcome to Summit Community Bank High School Game Night. Over the next two hours, we'll get you caught up on scores and conference standings, talk to players and coaches, and take your phone calls. High School Game Night is presented by Summit Community Bank, your local bank that's proud to service beyond expectations. Tonight's show is brought to you in part by Comex Business Systems, your full-service Konica Minolta dealer. By Glenville State College, home of the pioneers. By ZMM Architects and Engineers, at the forefront of school design in West Virginia. Online at ZMM.com. 
and by Concord University. It starts with you. Now your hosts for Summit Community Bank High School Game Night, Fred Persinger and Dave Jacklin. And across this great state of West Virginia, welcome in. High School Game Night, now in our 19th year. I'm Fred, he's Dave, and uh, we've been with you all 19 years, and neither one of us look a day over. No. Do it. Same. We're no. same. Exactly the same. <laughs> we welcome you in. We do to Summit Community Bank High School Game Night. And again, a lot of scores are final. Uh, a lot of great games so far tonight across the Mountain State. We started Monday with 39 games. We increased to 40 by Wednesday. And then we lost a few games. <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny the way you say We added games. Oh, we do. Yeah, we, we I add games all the time, take games away. Didn't used to do that, but in the days of coronavirus, we do that. So uh, we're going to end up with about 38, 39 games this weekend. It's about, well, it's well low, below what we normally have. But uh, we'll have all our finals before we leave the air at midnight tonight. We'll have phone calls. We have our ZMM Architects and Engineers Scholar Athlete of the Game. And uh, they'll be calling us around 1030 or so tonight. Their team uh, did have a game, was playing uh, earlier this evening. So we'll get into all of that. But uh, right now, I'll tell you what let's do. Let's go ahead and start it out right. Get you a scoreboard update as we get started. Our scoreboard brought to you by Comax Business Systems. Your full service, Conica, Minolta dealer. David. All right, Fred, thank you. Let's start at the top in AAA where the top-ranked ball club was 3-0. The Cardinals of Spring Mill High School and in week number four of the regular season, number one Spring Mills went on the road to tangle with AA number three Frankfurt. This game went to overtime, and the home team came away with the win. The Frankfurt Falcons in overtime, beating AAA number one Spring Mills. Final score 21 20. Frankfurt gets the win in overtime. Frankfurt scored first in the extra session. Spring Mills then scored, could not convert the extra point. And Frankfurt at home holds on 21 20. Also in AAA, we found number five, Bridgeport at home, hosting AA number three, Robert C. Bird. 79 points on the scoreboard in this one, and Bridgeport gets the win. 58 of those 79 points went to the Indians. Bridgeport beating RCB 58-21. Number nine, Greenbrier East improving to 3-1. The Spartans go on the road and beat Buchanan Upshur 55-10. Number nine, John Marshall shuts out Parkersburg South 39-0. The Monarchs improved to 3-1. A couple of 15th-ranked teams in AAA meeting tonight. Brooke was at Hampshire, and the Trojans hold the Bruins at just seven points. Good defensive output by Hampshire. The Trojans score three touchdowns, 21-7 your final score. Hampshire over Brooke tonight. Back to the AA scoreboard where number five met number nine, Clay County, the fifth-ranked Panthers, on the road at number nine, Liberty Raleigh. This was a shutout for the home team. Liberty Raleigh Raiders shutting out Clay County 33-0. Number five, Lincoln went on the road and lost at number 10, North Marion, 41-20. The Metro News Class AA Game of the Week, AAA number six, Musselman on the road at AA number 14, Fairmont Senior. The Bears hosting this game and Musselman gets the road win. Appleman over Fairmont Senior, 42-21. Number 11, Nicholas, I should say, number 11, Kaiser, knocking off Nicholas County, 
70 to 19. It was Braxton County shutting out Roan County 42 nothing. Marietta, Ohio over Weir 36-34. Shady Spring a one-point winner over Pikeview 13-12. On the single A scoreboard, number one St. Mary's improves to 4-0. The Blue Devils a 52-point home win over Calhoun County. Jody Motes Ball Club 60, Calhoun County 8. Number two, Doddridge County wins on the road at number 16, Ritchie County. Doddridge County defensively holds the Rebels to eight. Doddridge County scores nine. They win it 9-8 in week four. Number four, Greenbrier West beating Webster County 73-6. Number six, Wirt County goes on the road to beat 16th ranked Tyler Consolidated 40-18. Single A number 13, Petersburg, a home winner over double A number 7, Independence, 50 to 24. The Metro News Class A game of the week, number 8, Tigers Valley, on the road at number 16, Gilmer County. The Titans hosting this one at 2 and 1. Tigers Valley came in 3 and 0, and the Bulldogs get the road win, 44-21. Tigers Valley improves to 4 and 0 with the win. Gilmer County drops to 2 and 2. Number 10, Summers County is 3-1. The Bobcats winning at Ravenswood, 27-7. Number 14, Cameron falls at East Fairmont. The Dragons lose to the Bees, 31-14. A couple more finals in single A where Magnolia beat Frontier Ohio, 40-8. Wheeling Central's 2-2. The Maroon Knights beat Mann, 19-0. And Pocahontas County, a 9-point winner at Richwood tonight, the Warriors get this one 35-26. All right, to the phones we go. Jeff Carpenter joins me now. Musselman and Fairmont Sr., a game we would not have seen had it not been for COVID-19. And Appleman, really impressive tonight, Jeff. Certainly uh, were. Blake Hartman lived up to his reputation in this matchup tonight. He ran for 221 yards to lead Musselman to a 42 to 21 victory. It was a little bit of a different kind of a game, though, because the Polar Bears opened up a 13 nothing lead in the first quarter and held Musselman without a first down for most of the first quarter. And in the second quarter, along to the Appleman, they scored twice to lead 14 13 at the half. And then late in the third quarter, the Polar Bears tied the game 21 21. So it was a tight game pretty much through three quarters. Then Musselman scored with seconds to go in the third quarter. Blake Hartman scored two more touchdowns, and Musselman pulled away and won it 42-21. to It was an impressive night for Hartman and Musselman quarterback Caleb Hardy, who ran for 99 yards and had two interceptions to uh, lead the Musselman defense. So what's coming up next for the Polar Bears? Well, the Bears get back to AA next week with a trip to Winfield to meet the Generals, and uh, uh, this has been a tough trip for Fairmont with Bridgeport last week and then uh, Musselman tonight. So hopefully get back to double-A and things will improve for Fairmont because this isn't a bad Fairmont senior team, even though the record's now one and two. There you go. Jeff, appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks for your help, guys. Uh-huh. There you go. Jeff Carpenter, the voice of the Polar Bears. We're joined now by Greg Carey. And, Greg, you may have had the best game of the night. Uh, if it wasn't the best game, I imagine it was somewhere near the top. Uh, exhilarating game back and forth. Spring Mills actually never had the lead in the game, but they were always within one possession, and it was tied for a good bit of time. Uh, ultimately, 
both teams score a touchdown in overtime with Frankfurt finding the end zone first and converting the extra point after Spring Mills scored on a Chase Henson run. Frankfurt called timeout as the Cardinals lined up to go for two. They maintained that same decision out of the timeout, and Frankfurt was able to get a strong pass rush that helped lead to an incomplete pass and a 21-20 Falcons win. I like that, though. You're on the road. Go for it. Go for it. Well, and, and not just I, – I don't mind the decision at all because they did have some difficulty stopping the run, and they've got an electrifying dual-threat quarterback in, in Keon Padmore-Johnson. I, I feel like the Cardinals probably felt that they had a chance for him to either throw or run it in, but the play kind of broke down early, and he was still able to get a pass off under a lot of pressure, but it was knocked away in the end zone and fell incomplete. Uh, really a very impressive and important win for Frankfurt when you look at them – Gaining bonus points for beating a triple-A team and uh, improving to 4-0. and The Falcons are kind of low in overall roster numbers, but they've got some pretty good players, and they showed tonight they got a lot of heart. No doubt about it. All right, my friend, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. No problem, guys. Have a good night. Uh, you too. It's Greg Carey and had a really, really good game uh, tonight. All right, I tell you what, we do have that final, David, in class uh, AA, AAA, Bluefield and Princeton the final score. Yeah, number one in double-A, the Bluefield Beavers go on the road and knock off number 12 Princeton. That was our Metro News Class AAA game of the week. It was 41-40 Bluefield in the fourth quarter. Then the Beavers scored the final 13 points to pull away. Bluefield 54, Princeton 40 on week number four. All right, there you go. That's uh, We've given you the scores. We've been to the phone. we got to take a break. We come back. We'll go right back to the phones and get you some more scores as well. High school game night. Summit, Community Bank, high school game night. Stay with School football in West Virginia. This is Summit Community Bank High School Game Night on Metro News. Welcome back into the program. Fred and Dave with you until midnight tonight. A lot of final scores coming in. We'll get to all of them for you. Let's go right to the phones. And up first, uh, James Lohr. James, uh, we had Greg Carey on the Spring Mills Frankfurt game, but give me your perspective. Yeah, guys, I, I tell you, it was senior night and short gap, and they were really pumped up, ready for the Cardinals. And it, this this game is more of a tale of two quarterbacks, and I'll get to that in a minute. But Frankfurt got things going in the first half with a one-yard touchdown run by Peyton Clark. PAT was good. It was 7 nothing going into halftime. Second half, Cardinals got things going. A one-yard touchdown run by the Cardinals tied things up. And then Frankfurt uh, hooked up the 23-yard touchdown pass from Colton McTaggart to, once again, Peyton Clark. Made it 14-7. to seven. Uh, Spring Mills answered with one-yard touchdown. Tied things up 14-all. And uh, Frankfurt, uh, Frankfurt had a chance to do some things late in the fourth quarter. Uh, they went forward on fourth and two at the Spring Mills 17-yard line couldn't go anywhere and spring mills ran out the clock uh forced overtime frankfurt scored first three-yard touchdown run by peyton clark he scored all three touchdowns for the falcons tonight uh spring mills gets the ball they score touchdown and you know the old adage if you're at home you go for the tie if you're on the road you go for the win so they went for the win frankfurt where they were sacking uh padmore johnson he threw a desperation pass. It gets batted to the ground, and Frankfurt comes out and wins. 
Now, when I say a tale of two quarterbacks, Fadmore Johnson looked good early, focused, three for three passing in the first quarter, ran the ball. For the second quarter and the third quarter, it seemed like they were pulling the reins on him a little bit, and he was just delegated the role of handing off the ball. Fourth quarter, he looked like him old self. You know, he's throwing the ball, he's running the ball, he's electric in the fourth quarter, and got things amped up for the Cardinals to where they could tie that ball game. So, not to be speculative, guys, but it almost looked like they were protecting him, maybe hurt, not saying he's injured, but it looks like he may be hurt. Well, there you go. Well, you just have to wait and see, but a heck of a ball game, that's for certain. So, how about Frankfurt? What do they have coming up now? Well, obviously the big rival, Kaiser, at the end of the season. Frankfurt thinks that they have things lined up this year to take Kaiser down. But uh, some other some other games that uh, Frankfurt looks uh, favored in. Frankfurt looks like they're rolling. They're four zero. Um, they got uh, the. This is their third year of uh, quarterback Colton McTaggart. Um, Jansen Moreland looks really good, and this sophomore running back Parker uh, Van Meter. He's tough. He's hard. He's hard to bring down. Frankfurt has some things going for them, and. Although they have a limited roster size, I think the guys that are in there now are well-conditioned and can carry them deep into the playoffs. All right, James, good job as always, buddy. We'll talk with you next time, okay? Thank you, sir. All right, guys. There you go. That's James Lohr for Frankfurt. We're joined now by the voice of Tigers Valley, and that, of course, is Greg White. Uh, you go to a beautiful place to play, Greg. Oh, you know, absolutely. We uh, got to play Gilmer County tonight down at Glenville State College. You know, and the good thing about that, I mean, obviously, a lot of these smaller schools don't get the opportunity to play in a venue like that. But, you know, the other thing it does is it actually lends itself to a lot of these players thinking, you know, maybe I want to continue my high school football career at a collegiate level in Division Two with, you know, Glenville and West Virginia State and Concord. I mean, the list goes on and on. So it's a great atmosphere. And, uh, you know, Tigers Valley took advantage of the turf. And they used that speed to get a 44-21 to 21 win over Gilmer County tonight. So coming up next now for Tigers Valley? Well, we've got a Thursday night game now. Typically, uh, you know, obviously a big event in our area is the Forest Festival. So they schedule things around that, and they scheduled the game at Richwood for a Thursday night. And, you know, everything's already set. The officials are selected, and so we are playing at Richwood on Thursday night. But i got to tell you, just real quickly, tonight, Tigers Valley, 387 yards of total offense. Josh Bright, uh, three touchdown passes on the night, two of those to uh, Caden Boggs, and one of those to Daniel White. Uh, on the other side, Gilmer County, very impressive. Uh, Ian Hamrick, their quarterback, 133 yards through the air. It was a close game. Uh, nobody scored until the final play of the first quarter when Tigers Valley put seven on the board. They took advantage of some turnovers, took advantage of some speed, and again, uh, Tigers Valley gets the win tonight, 44-21, and they get ready for Richwood next Thursday night. All right, Greg, always a great job, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. There you go. That's Greg White, the voice of the of Tigers Valley. Let's get you caught up again on some scores. One more final score, definitely. In AAA, Washington went on the road to Hedgesville. Not a long trip, but Washington now 2-2 two and two on the season. They beat Hedgesville 49 to nothing, right? Yeah, nice win for the Patriots going to 2-2. Two and two. Hedgesville, tough start to the year, falling to 0-4, Fred, with that loss. Okay, on the scoreboard, AA, 
Number three, Frankfurt at home, knocking off AAA number one Spring Mills. The final score, 21-20. So AAA's top-ranked team going down in overtime tonight. Frankfurt's Peyton Clark, two rushing touchdowns and a touchdown reception. Frankfurt wins this one 21-20 over Spring Mills in overtime. Top-ranked Cardinals went for two, trying to win it on the road in OT. Incomplete pass. And the third-ranked Falcons get a 4-0 start to the year, a 21-20 win over Spring Mills. Double-A number one. The Bluefield Beavers went on the road in our Metro News Class Triple-A game of the week at number 12, Princeton. First time these two teams met in the regular season. It was week number one, and Bluefield won it 15-13 on a late field goal. Tonight, no late field goal needed. Bluefield knocks off the Tigers 54-40. Game went back and forth. The Beavers score the game's final 13 points, went at 54-40 over the 12th-ranked Tigers. Also in AAA, number three, Bridgeport knocks off, number five, Bridgeport, excuse me, Knocks off double-A number three, Robert Seabird. Indians a 27, make it a 37-point winner. Bridgeport over RCB, 58-21. Number seven, Wheeling Park is 3-1. The Patriots at home beating Lindsley, 56-20. Number nine, Greenbrier East. The Spartans win at Buchanan Upshur, 55-10. Number nine, John Marshall shuts out number 15, Parkersburg South. Monarchs win it at home knocking off the Patriots 39 to nothing. Number 15, Brooke on the road at number 15, Hampshire. Two touchdown win for the Trojans at home. Hampshire beats Brooke 21 to seven. As Fred mentioned a moment ago, Washington wins for the second time this year. The Patriots take out Hedgesville 49 to nothing. On the AA scoreboard, number nine, Liberty Raleigh, hosting number five, Clay County. This was a shutout winner for the home team. Liberty Raleigh knocks off the Panthers 33 to nothing. Number 10, North Marion. Three touchdown win at home over number five, Lincoln. The Huskies take this one 41-20. The Metro News Class AA game of the week. AAA number six, Musselman on the road at number 14, Fairmont Senior. This game was tied at 1.21-21. Then Musselman scores the game's final three touchdowns. Musselman beating Fairmont Senior 42-21. Defensively for Musselman, Caleb Hardy had two interceptions tonight on the road for the Appleman. Number 11, Kaiser beating Nicholas County 70-19. Braxton County shuts out Roan County 42-0. It was Elkins a winner, two and make it uh, two and two now for the Tigers as Elkins beats Philip Barber 36 to nothing. Marietta, Ohio, a two-point winner at home over Weir, 36-34. Shady Spring gets a one-point win over Pikeview. Final score, 13-12. Tigers get the victory tonight. Shady Spring wins this one with just 114 yards of offense. Key defensive plays for Shady Spring tonight, intercepting two Pikeview passes in the end zone. Tigers beat the Panthers 13-12. In single A, number one St. Mary's rolling at home. 4-0 start. The Blue Devils beating Calhoun County 60-8. Number two, Doddridge County slides by Ritchie County 9-8 the final score. East Carter, Kentucky, a 15-point winner over single A number three, Tulsa. 
Rebels fall on the road 36-21. Number four, Greenbrier East or Greenbrier West. No problem scoring points tonight at Webster County. The Cavaliers get the win 73-6. Number 16, Tyler Consolidated losing at home. Number six, Wirt County beating the Silver Knights 40 to 18. Double A Independence, double A uh, seventh ranked Independence losing at single A number 13 Petersburg. The Vikings a 50 to 24 win. The Metro News Class A game of the week, number eight at number 16. Tigers Valley went on the road and beat Gilmer County 44 to 21. So the eighth ranked uh, Tigers Valley Bulldogs get the win on the road tonight. And Fred, number 10, Summers County, a 20-point winner over Ravenswood, 27-7. Back to the phones we go. It was Clay County going on the road to Glen Daniel to take on Liberty Raleigh, and the Raiders stay unbeaten. Fred Persing of the second. Normally, the voice, the Beckley Flying Eagles, had the night off. So he didn't take the night off. I wondered how our uh, earlier caller said he was talking to your son, mm-hmm. and I was trying to figure Which that son? out. <laughs> I, well, I was trying to figure that out. Now I know. Yeah, Beckley had the night off, so uh, Fred, uh, much like his dad, doesn't like to take the night off. No. So yes. He goes and works. No. Uh, that worked. It was that worked. 33 nothing. That was, uh, wow, that was a very, very nice performance by Coach Workman's Raiders. Yeah, I had a chance to talk to Coach Workman after the game, and I told him, I said, you know, I know coaches will critique every little thing possible, but this was close to a perfect football game for Liberty. I I thought this would be a higher-scoring game. I kind of expected Liberty maybe to put 30 points on the board, but did not expect Liberty's defense to shut out Clay County. Clay County was averaging over 300 yards of offense a game. Liberty's defense tonight held Clay County to just 175 yards of total offense, the great quarterback for Clay County, Grant Krzyzewski, who last year threw for 2,500 yards and 30 touchdowns, held him tonight for 8 of 20 passing for just 62 yards in the game. And then when you look at Liberty's offense, what they were able to do, 486 yards of total offense. Isaac Atkins, the quarterback for Liberty, goes 12 of 16 for 201 yards and three touchdowns. Also carried the ball 14 times for 76 yards. Running back Ryan Sims, 13 carries. 149 yards, just close to a perfect game for Liberty. They scored offensively when they wanted to. They had 18, 19 play drives. They had Clay County backed up and and get a couple of interceptions. I mean, they just played well all across the board for the Liberty Raiders. Liberty improves to 4-0 on the season. Scheduled next week to travel to Wayne to take on the Pioneers while Clay County falls to 3-1. Clay County next week takes on Webster County. All right, sounds good. Nice job. Nice job. You Thanks, think think you've it. done that before, man. I appreciate you. Couple of times. Couple <laughs> times. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thank you, buddy. All right. There All right, you thank go. You. Fred Persinger the second. Let's go now to Ravenswood, where the crowd is going crazy. Yeah. Joe Stevens joins me now. Ravenswood tonight. Uh met up with a pretty good Summers County ball club, Joe. Oh my goodness gracious, Fred. You're right there. Nothing fancy from the Summers County Bobcats here at Flynn Field in Ravenswood tonight as they took care of the homestanding Red Devils 27-7. to It was all about ball control, and that's exactly what the Bobcats did. Controlled the clock and controlled the scoreboard. In the first half, Summers County took the opening kickoff down the field, and Willie Dotson punched it in from two yards out as the Bobcats used up six and a half minutes of the clock to start the game. Summers County went on to score the next two times they had the ball 
taking a 21 to nothing lead into the locker room at halftime. At the half, the Bobcats had outgained the Red Devils 217 to 77. The third quarter saw Ravenswood defense stiffen, but the first half did the Red Devils in. Ravenswood finally got on the scoreboard when Isaiah Castro took it in from 11 yards out to make it 21 to 7 midway through the third quarter. But a Bobcat touchdown with just over four minutes closed out the scoring for the contest. On the game, Summers County had 293 total yards to Red Devils 193. The win pushes Summers County to 3-1 and one on the season, and they travel to Independence next week, while the Red Devils go to 0-4 and, and travel to Ritchie County in a week. The final again from Glenfield, Summers County 27, Ravenswood 7. Fred got a little push here for a big cross-country meet tomorrow here in Jackson County. It will be the Covered Bridge uh, Invitational at Cedar, Cedar Lake Conference Center. A bunch of young student-athletes uh, running either two miles for the middle school or 3.1 miles for the high school. So it should be a fun time also in Jackson County tomorrow again. No doubt about it. I'll tell you one thing, Joe. You're no Christian, but you weren't bad, okay? Um, you know, we just put the plow down and keep pushing. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it, okay? Good night, Fred. There you go. That's Joe Stevens. And uh, again, when you... Uh, I was waiting for... Good night, Mr. Fred. Oh, I, he didn't do it, did he? No, he doesn't like his son. Nah, I don't know what his problem is. That's why okay. his son is better. We're getting getting, <laughs> getting, uh, getting uh, all of the scores in for you. In fact, just about all of them are there. Got to take a break. We come back. We'll get you another scoreboard. Stay with us on the Summit Community Bank High School Game. Friday night in West Virginia means Summit Community Bank High School Game Night on Metro News. Welcome back into Game Night. Fred and Dave with you across this great state of West Virginia. We're here till midnight. A lot of scores are final. Of course, you can check the scores at our website at wvmetronews.com. It is our pleasure now to go back to the phone. ZMLM Architects and Engineers each week proudly presents our Scholar Athlete of the Week, and we are joined by Madison Watson. Madison, welcome in. Hi, thank you. Oh, thank you. All right, you had a good game tonight, didn't you? Yes, we did. We won. There you go. You won. Uh, what was your final score? Do you remember? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> you're, you're just cheering, right? Yeah, you, know, you don't care what the score is, right? <laughs> As long as you're winning, that's correct. Liberty Harrison is the high school for Madison Watson, and Liberty Harrison was taking on Grafton tonight. And um, how has that been as a cheerleading squad? Kind of, We talk a lot about from a football athlete standpoint. We also know that you're an outstanding tennis player as well. But from a cheerleading standpoint, how, how has that been as far as practices and being able to, to do what you love through the COVID pandemic, et cetera, Madison? Um, it's been a little bit weird, but I am very glad that I had the opportunity to cheer my senior year because I thought for a while that we weren't going to have a, a season at all. So it's been going pretty well. Yeah, good point. Of course, you had uh, COVID-19 just wipe out your junior tennis season. So hopefully everything yes. goes according to plan and you get that played this year. Let's talk about your academics, a 4.1 student. Uh, what's your favorite subject, Madison? Um, my favorite subject is probably history. Okay, history. What's your plans after high school? 
My plan is to attend WVU. And study? I haven't decided what I'm going to go into, but I'm thinking about something in the medical field. Very good. Madison Watson is our Scholar-Athlete of the Week. Liberty Harrison High School senior, daughter of Rick and Melissa Watson. Senior, grade point average 4.1 when she's not cheering, playing tennis, and getting great grades. In the community, she's involved in the Clarksburg Mayor's Youth Council. Talk about the Clarksburg Mayor's Youth Council, Madison, and, and what that all entails. Um, so I've been a part of that for the past four years. This year we haven't had a meeting because of COVID, but basically we just do some volunteering around the community. Uh, something we did last year, we went to the nursing home for Christmas and we got to decorate all of the doors, and that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. And also involved in United Way Christmas Wrapping Project, uh, Reading Day, uh, which is always a lot of fun. A member of the Key Club and all kinds of things you get involved in, and that's what it's all about. How many cheerleaders on the squad at Liberty Harrison? We have 12. Holy smoke. That's almost as many as a football yeah. team. You know, you have a, you have a lot. You have any, you have any uh, male cheerleaders? We do not. Okay, because there's a lot of schools that have right. male cheerleaders that are very, very athletic. That's for certain. All right. I do appreciate you joining us tonight. Congratulations on our ZML Architects and Engineers being our Scholar Athlete of the Week, Madison Watson. And uh, you'll receive something nice in the mail from those fine folks at ZML, okay? Hey, thank you. Thank you. That's Madison Watson from Clarksburg, West Virginia. And she is our Scholar Athlete of the Week. Uh, Where am I going? Who knows? Uh, Let's go here. We had uh, Fred II talk to us about... uh, the game between Liberty and Clay County. A guy that's called more Clay County games this year than he's called in his entire life is Chris Lawrence. But it was all Liberty tonight, Chris. Yeah, it was a rough time for Clay County, Fred. I mean, they ran into a buzzsaw. Liberty Raleigh was ready, and they played uh, fantastic defense. They got their offense in gear early, and uh, they didn't let their foot off the gas. Once they got the lead, they wouldn't get the ball back, and Clay County was limited in their possessions down the stretch. And even when they did have it, Liberty Raleigh, give them credit, did a great job defensively and uh, and it pretty much shut down what had been a pretty potent passing attack for yeah, Clay County. Yeah, what was the key? Liberty Raleigh holding Grant Krajewski to 9 of 20 passing, just 62 yards through the air. What was the key, as you saw it, Chris, to the Raiders' defense shutting down that Panthers' offense passing attack? That's a, they, they, they had great coverage downfield and a, and a few times dropped balls at, at inopportune times, did not help. Uh, coverage uh, protection broke down several times on Krajewski. I know going into the game, Coach Mark Workman of Liberty Raleigh had told me one of the things they were going to try to do was keep Krajewski in the pocket because when he gets out of that pocket, it's when he really starts to hurt you because then he can extend the play and find people downfield or just use his feet and beat you. Liberty Raleigh did a pretty pretty good job tonight of keeping him between the tackles and getting good pressure on him and uh, hurry in his throws and his timing was off a little bit. It just, you know, it just it just wasn't a good night for uh, for Clay County and Liberty Raleigh uh, had dialed up the right pressure at the right time and was uh, was really making it difficult for them to get anything accomplished. All right, my friend. Well, good job. I listened to uh, quite a bit of the game, so uh, we'll see where you go next week. Okay. Yeah, I, I know uh, Clay County's got Webster County at home next week. I. 
judging from what they were saying today, it looks like we might get one a little closer to home next weekend, hopefully in Putnam or Kanawha County. It'll all depend on the map, but I know those guys are really wanting to play some ball, and I and I hope they get to play it play as well we, yeah. we all need to see all those guys playing no question chris i appreciate it partner thank you sir all right guys thank you there you go chris lawrence let's go now to head coach kevin whiteman coach whiteman frankfurt falcons well what a win tonight coach oh my friend it was awesome i i my brain fried i'm so <laughs> proud of the kids I'm, I'm so happy for everyone it was just uh a battle back and forth, and I just kept telling them to just keep hanging on, and you know whoever wants it the most is going to get it. And they just they battled through and got the win. It was, it's a big win for us. Frankfurt knocks off Spring Mills twenty-one twenty in overtime. So, coach, it's real easy to go. Hey, what was the play of the game? Well, we stopped a two-point conversion in overtime, but but kind of taking that play out. What was the key tonight for your Frankfurt ball club against Spring Mills? Hanging in there, having the lead, and holding off Spring Mills down the stretch to win this thing in OT. Just a lot of keys. I mean, I'm so proud of our defensive coaches, the game plan they put in, and there was so much athleticism on the other side of the field with that quarterback. And we we just, I thought we did a good job. I mean, they made some plays, and you know, they had some yardage, but you know, we took our old wing tee and we drove the ball, and you know, we had about 280 yards of, of offense ourselves. And we practiced using the play clocks all week, and, and we wanted to milk the play clock down to keep the ball out of their hands. And I just felt like. You know, we really had a good game plan. All the coaches working hard together, and I just can't say enough about the kids and their effort. I, you know, I told them before the game that, you know, everyone around the state, we were major underdogs. But, you know, I just told them that if they kept battling and played the way they're capable, I knew at the end we could be in, in the game and have a chance to win, and, and we did. Yeah, no question. You've been great defensively. You've shut out two of your first three opponents. And now next week uh, you go on the road. Another class AAA ball club in Jefferson. Uh, you just, uh, you know, one game at a time, Kevin. Keep it rolling along, man. Yeah, I just, uh, this COVID got us, you know, picking up these AAA teams, and I was concerned that, and then actually tonight, it's just a big win for us. I mean, we're, you know, we're a smaller AA school, and just, uh, I can't say enough about the effort of the kids. I mean, they just kept battling and battling and battling. You know, I told them at halftime, you be resilient and fight through adversity, and a lot of good things can come of it. It's also you know, it's a lot of good life life lessons learned there tonight, so just very proud. No question about it. All right, my friend, I appreciate the time. Congratulations, and uh, we'll talk again soon, okay? All right, I appreciate it. There you go. Head Coach Kevin Whiteman of those Frankfurt Falcons. Dave Wilson joins me now. Wheeling Park, Lindsley, first time ever these two teams ever met on the gridiron, and now I know why, Dave. Yeah, it was all wheeling for tonight, Fred. 56-20 is the final. Big night for quarterback Bo Heller. He throws for four touchdowns. He ran for another. These two teams both got out to a bang. Both scored on the opening possession. But Wheeling Park has just five, six different guys that can beat you. And, well, each one of them kind of beat Lindley tonight. Uh, Sierra, uh, Sincere, Sincere Sinclair had uh, two touchdown catches. Uh, Carson Nemec had a touchdown catch, and Shaheen Jackson had a touchdown catch tonight. Stevie Mitchell rushes for over 150 yards. He gets two touchdowns on the ground tonight, and Wheeling Park rolls to a big win. And, uh, Fred, this is a Wheeling Park team that, uh, after watching them tonight, you, you have five or six stud athletes on both sides of the ball, and, and you, you can sack this team up against anybody in AAA. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. They're 3-1 and one now on the season, a big, impressive win. You know they wanted to get Lindsley because it's a private school in the city of Wheeling. They'd never met 
on the uh, football field. They've met in basketball a few times. But uh, a yeah, nice, nice, nice win for Chris Dockerty's ball club. Appreciate it, Dave. Thank you, sir. No problem, Fred. There you go. That's Dave Wilson. We're joined now by Wes McKinney. Oh, man, what a shootout down at NS Honeycutt Stadium tonight, Wes. Fred and Dave, I think the only two people that didn't score that were at the stadium tonight <laughs> was myself and Joe. <laughs> Quite possibly. I mean, it, it just, just kept I mean, going back and forth, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was tied four times. And, you know, I mean, if if Princeton would have missed a couple of extra points, it could have been tied probably about six times tonight. Princeton missed two extra points. We were tied at uh, seven, tied at 14, tied at 21 at halftime. We were tied at 20 uh, – I'm sorry, tied at 34. That was the last time it was tied. Princeton gets within 41-40, and the Bluesville just had a couple of more answers, found a way to get a couple of more stops. They got – um, an interception off of the deflection that really kind of sealed the deal tonight. But, uh, yeah, just a lot of offense, guys. Um, I, I'm sitting here looking at it, and, I mean, I almost can't believe what I'm looking at. The quarterbacks tonight, Grant Cochran of Princeton and Bluefield's Carson Deeb combined for 10 touchdowns. Deeb ran for three touchdowns in the first half for Bluefield. Cochran threw for three touchdowns in the first half, and then Deeb threw two touchdowns in the Second half, and Cochran added two more in the second half. Carson Deeb, 298 yards through the air, two touchdowns. Did have an interception on the very first play of the third quarter, and you kind of thought momentum might swing for Princeton right there just because they had kicked it away to start the second half. Deeb throws an interception. Princeton couldn't do anything with it, and then the tide turned back in the favor of the Beavers, and it felt like Princeton was just kind of chasing the score all night after they went up 14-7. to seven. But, Deeb, I mentioned the three rushing touchdowns to go with his two passing touchdowns. Uh, looking at it here, Brandon Wiley had 203 yards through the air. He had a 78-yard touchdown um, early in the third quarter. Uh, I mentioned Grant Cochran, 341 yards through the air. I, I think that's 35 yards shy of the single-game record at Princeton. Cochran actually has that record. I think he had 376 last year against Oak Hill in a win at home. But Ethan Parsons was his favorite target tonight. Parsons caught eight of Cochran's 20 uh, uh, passes for 184 yards. He had thirty. Uh, he had three touchdowns, one of 50, another one of 69. Josiah Hunacre, five um, catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. Amir Powell. Had uh, 130, uh, I'm sorry, 118 um, yards of total offense, 85 rushing, another 33 out of the backfield catching passes. I mean, just a great shootout tonight. A lot of offense compared to what it was down at Mitchell Stadium at the beginning of the month. And if if the history books are right, this is the highest scoring Princeton Bluefield game since 2012. Whenever Bluefield won a 52. 44 game at the very end and what's kind of called the uh the push game down here it's whenever the bluefield quarterback got pushed into the end zone very late in the game and bluefield won 52 44 back in 2012 but uh if you like offense you came to the right place tonight now princeton will kind of wait to see what the map does tomorrow and figure out a game for next week i know coach pedigo has some uh things in the works but he's keeping that very close to his vest for next week all right, my friend, always a pleasure, and, uh, you know, you always get the good ones. We appreciate you, Wes. Thank you, sir. Uh, all right. Yep. I'll take care, guys. There you go. That's uh, Wes McKinney. We're joined now by – you ready? Get ready for this now. I'm ready. Andrew Caridi. 
Terrific. It's the first time in, in a couple of years. Andrew, welcome in, buddy. Hey, thank you very much, Fred. You had a good one tonight. Yeah, you know, it, it was a really interesting game. I think uh, closer than the final score would suggest, North Marion gets by Lincoln 41-20, to 20, but it was such an interesting game because it was all decided on big plays and hats off to Tariq Miller of North Marion because he made the game and he made the game early. First defensive possession of the game for uh, North Marion's defense. He gets on the field, grabs a pick six from about 28 outs. Uh, next offensive possession, he catches a streak for 75 yards and a touchdown, allowing North Marion to go up 14 to nothing. Lincoln would pull within one touchdown, and uh, he would answer again, making it 21 to seven. So he had three first half touchdowns, four total touchdowns in the game. He was doing it on both sides of the ball, and in a game where Lincoln would methodically move the ball up the field, get their timing when they needed to, and get some nice first downs, they were able to run the ball effectively. Uh, but not really pass the ball effectively. But the thing was is you know, move the ball up the field 40, 50 yards and then essentially have to put it away or go for it on fourth, fourth down. And uh, it, it was just a game where the big plays and the big moments from a, a upperclassman, uh, North Marion team, and, and perhaps a team that already has now four games under its belt, were able to just outplay and, and, and get that step on a Lincoln team that's obviously playing in its only second week. Yeah, they uh... – they uh, won last week's game crazily, but uh, tonight it was all the Huskies. And Huskies looking pretty good, though, aren't they? Yeah, they're looking really good. I think they got a lot of pieces. They got a lot of size. Lincoln's One of Lincoln's strengths is their line of scrimmage. And while the defensive line for North Marion probably could have done a little bit better in the game, I think it more says, uh, you know, about the offensive line for Lincoln. But uh, they got a lot of size offensively. I mean, they, they rep three tight ends who can handle the ball. Hunter Kuhn is a very strong runner, got a lot of good touches in the game. Uh, tight end Conaway as well had a touchdown that he ran through about three, four players uh, to get there. And then Miller himself is a long-range, speedy guy. And, and their quarterback's experience, too. He's, he's a pro-style, pro-size, big at about six foot uh, three and about 215 pounds. Uh, he, he, he warmed up as the game went on. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're a playoff team last year that has all the tools to come back and put it together again. There you go. Andrew, appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk again soon, okay? Absolutely, Fred. Thank you. There you go. That's Andrew Caridi. We're joined now, a good friend of mine, Dave Chapman. Dave, the head coach of Magnolia. Nice win tonight, coach. Yeah, it was, Fred. Uh, Frontier, 4-0. Um, you know, we won 48. It just um, – Good win all all way around. I just you can't say enough for the kids, the work they put in this week. And, you know, we still played some pretty good football here in New Martinsville. And I just – I credit our guys, the coaches and staff for, you know, collectively a team win. Yeah, Coach, it was a tough start for your Blue Eagles to start the year. And as you mentioned, you get this 32-point win. And talk about that heart. Talk about that determination for that Magnolia football team. They didn't get their heads down after a 0-3 start, did they? And, and really came out tonight and, and took care of business to get that first win. Yeah, just – and I credit our seniors, guys. They, you know, just, we have nine seniors, you know, Silas McKeever and, and Jason Bison, Isaac Keller and Charlie Powell. And I, I, I could name all of them. It just, it just, uh, you know, as they say, you're as good as your senior leadership. And I felt those guys just, you know, kept everything together. You know, and like I said, I, I don't think we could have played any better. But you know, credit again the work we put in. It just, 
you know, first three games against Ritchie County, Shadyside, and River were all, I don't think, it, between the three, I think they've lost one game, you know, in the, in the three, four weeks they've played. But, um, you know, we stayed together and uh, a great win to build off of. There's no question about it. Certainly because one of the main reasons, because of COVID-19, coming up next week, you will have played your, what, yeah. fifth game in a row against uh, Ohio teams? Yeah, well, Richie was Richie was our home was our home opener, Fred. And right. Yeah, actually, actually, we played Monroe Central from Woodsville Ohio next Friday, Fred, and then Ohio goes to the playoffs. I mean, that's you know after next week, uh, every school in Ohio, if they wanted to opt in to play, you know, playoffs start for them October 9th. So we'll play Monroe Central next week. But yeah, we're we got we our, our schedule going in. We had seven out of ten of high schools. Um, we lost Marietta and Fort Fright, you know, due to the COVID, but picked up Richie and Berkeley Springs in a couple of weeks. We'll, we'll see them. They, they, they come to our place, but, um, yeah, it's always good talking to you guys too. I, I they had a guy sitting here and I said, Coach Tab used to go, used to definitely call Metro and talk to Fred and the guys. And Fred, it's always, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Anytime, my friend, anytime. Congratulations on a big, big win. And let's see what happens the rest of this way. Okay. All right, thanks, Fred. You guys have a great evening. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. Dave Chapman, the head coach of Magnolia. Nice win for the Blue Eagles. We're joined now by Eddie Mazzella. Uh, ouch. But you knew this one, Eddie. I mean, Greenbrier West is a heck of a ball club. I, I told you this early in the year, Fred, that Greenbrier West is going to be one of the best teams in class single A. And uh, like I said, I, they're just as good on defense as they are on offense. Their special teams are just a well-rounded team. And we took it on the chin again tonight. That's the second week in a row we get put, I got a 70 spot put on us. But like I said, we, we play a pretty tough schedule, too. If you look at three of our losses, what well, Tigers Alley won again, so they're probably going to be in that top six or seven. They beat uh, Gilmer County tonight. Work County won again. They're 3-0. and uh, Clay County got beat, so they're really going to be mad when they play us next week <laughs> after losing their <laughs> Liberty Raleigh. <laughs> it just doesn't get any easier for us. No, that's true, but it's fun. Everybody, if you're getting to play, we'll take it, right? We'll take it. Right. And I just have one little question. I know you guys have been staying up on it. The map, this COVID map with the, with the gold and the green and the yellow, boy, it changed drastically in these past couple of days. Yeah, I yeah. looked at one today. Thirty-eight counties are now green. Yeah, I saw a that a few days ago. There was like, they were like twenty counties that were green. But here's the only and problem: no red county. Okay, here's the problem: you're asking two guys, and both of us are colorblind, so we don't know what's yeah. going on. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think did anyone knows notice, for certain. You know, did you notice that five or six? Well, about three or four days ago, there was five or six counties that were red. Now, yeah. this could all change Saturday at 5 o'clock. That's right. The, the, the map doesn't mean anything right now. Yeah, the map doesn't mean a whole lot right now. You know? No, it doesn't. And no, it because doesn't. I thought maybe you all had a little bit more insight on it. Ducks, man. Are you kidding me? Eddie, if you don't call and tell me, I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay. All right? I'll try to, I'll try to stay up for keep, keep me in the loop, man. Thank all right? Guys. All right, buddy. Thank you, you, buddy. Okay. I got you. There you go. Right, bye. Eddie Mazzella from Webster County High School. I don't know what's going on with colors. I don't. I, I I pull up the map, and I'm like him. We don't have any red counties anymore. No. Mon County went from 30-some down to three. 
I don't know. Go figure. We take a break. I do know that. We'll be back with more. All scores are final. You can check them out at our website at wvmetronews.com. We come back. We'll go to the scoreboard. Stay with us on Summit Community Bank. Game. Minute scores at wvmetronews.com. Now back to Summit Community Bank High School Game Night on Metro News. Summit Community Bank High School Game Night. Summit Community Bank, your local bank that's proud to provide service beyond expectations. John Cole, the head coach of the Bridgeport Indians, joins us now, putting 58 on the board. Well, I'm glad when you went to AAA, you wouldn't be able to win, you know? <laughs> well, we haven't played any AAA teams yet, Fred. Well, so what? <laughs> I don't think they're lining up to play you right now, Johnny. I don't think so. Well, they're, they'll be there, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. Great rival game tonight. Anytime a Bridgeport and RCB gets together, regardless of the sport, uh, it's yeah. a good rival game. And uh, your guys must have been really on tonight, buddy. Indeed, they were. Uh, it, it's a rivalry uh, game, and uh, we have we had our Marion, Marion County rivalry last week, and our B rivalry game this week. So we're always happy to win that one. And the, and the kids, uh, the kids played hard, and and they deserve all the credit. When you're taking on a Robert Seabird ball club that can score points in bunches with Jeremiah King and Xavier Lopez, right. you have to be really proud of how your defense played tonight, holding RCB to just 21 points. Yeah, and uh, that that's what we wanted to do. Uh, Jeremiah King is a, is a really good player, and uh, we were able able to limit his carries. And uh, you know, we we gave some yards up on on the pass, but that's fine. Uh, we we wanted to make him one dimensional. Anytime you've got to worry about both, that that really stresses your defense. And uh, you know, we we played a lot better on on defense in the second half. You know, John, when I when I look at the schedule and you talk about AAA teams, you're going to get one next time out. And oh, yeah. Parkersburg South, uh, and then uh, there's a few others uh, distributed in there. But, again, yeah. this single wing is working out well for you, isn't it? It is. And, uh, you know, Co- Coach Ferris is our uh, – Tyler Ferris is our offensive coordinator. And, uh, you know, he saw the talent that we had coming in. And, uh, you know, last year we, we were – uh, stick eye power team tackle to tackle and we just didn't think we knew we had potential on the line and uh, really the line gets gets most of credit for everything as far as the running game goes however we we've got uh, we've got several backs with some speed and we're able to hit the edge pretty quick in uh in, in coach ferris's offense so that, that's really helped us so teams have to they have to defend us sideline to sideline instead of tackle to tackle and, and that was sort of the plan coming into the year and, and that's how it's playing out thank goodness now you, you go from the stick guy to the single wing and you have a bunch of new players in the backfield are you even surprised just how quickly your indians ball club has taken to the running the football with these new faces and the new formation well that's it it it, it uh david sets there it it's uh beholden to their talent, so to speak. And, uh, you know, it, the single wing is intricate. And uh, the way we snap the football and where the kids get the ball, all of that matters. And, and the blocking and the effort level 
of both our backs and the linemen matter. So uh, all of that put together is really working out well. Now, we put a couple on the ground tonight. We had a couple, a few on the ground against Fairmont, so that has to improve. But once we get that, uh, you know, we, we can keep getting better, and that's what we're trying to do. All right. Well, the good news is your your color's green and Wood County's green, so uh, <laughs> indeed, it's go. It's go, go, green, go. Green is go. That's what we like. Yeah. Johnny, always a pleasure, my friend. Congratulations on a great start to this season, and one at a time, one at a time. Okay. Yes, sir. That's that's the way we'll do it. Our first Triple A games next week, and that's that's what all of our attention's on. There you go. Always a pleasure, my friend. And thank you very much. Thank you all. Uh-huh, there you go. That's John Cole, right. head coach of the Bridgeport Indians. John Chalfant joins me now. And his big reds kept the Huntington Highlanders winless on the season. Tell me about what happened tonight, John. Well, the big reds and Huntington played pretty much an even game through the first half. Uh, the big reds uh, really behind quarterback Bryson Singer. We keep talking about him and what he's doing, the junior quarterback for the big reds tonight at 157 yards rushing and 119 yards passing for 276 total yards. And out of a total of 359 uh, total offense for the Big Reds, so they were very strong that way, and Singer kind of took him on uh, his back. Uh, Huntington jumped out to a lead early on in the second quarter, and then the Big Reds answered uh, with Carter King, uh, the first touchdown pass from uh, Singer actually the the one touchdown pass from Bryson Singer and then Singer ran for five yards with 7:22 left in the third quarter. Uh, also he ran had a one yard touchdown run with about a minute left in the third quarter and then Casey Stanley, the freshman kicker for the Big Reds, added a 29 yard field goal. Actually, what the Big Reds did uh, they as we mentioned they were tied at seven uh, in the first half and then the Big Reds came out and. Uh, went to a first-time offense that they had used this season, the full house backfield, and they uh, put Michael Owen in at quarterback and then ran Bryson Singer uh, from the tailback position. So that gave him a little bit more running room. Of course, we talked during the broadcast of how Singer is kind of that multi-threat athlete at quarterback. He can run or he can pass, and, um, you know, he just – can can it can be such a game changer uh, for the Big Reds? Well, they wanted to get him more touches uh, during the ball game, and in the course of that, uh, they thought, well, we'll kind of pound the ball uh, for a little bit. And it came out; it had not been on film at any time. Uh, the first time the Big Reds had used the season, it was very successful. And I, I've got to also put a little shout out to our freshman kicker Stanley, who we mentioned had a 29-yard field goal. And on an extra point attempt, uh, the snap was messed up, and he took the uh, uh, took the option, kind of a, a toss from Michael Owen, who was the holder, and then threw a two point conversion uh, to Jordan Martin in the ball game, and added a two point conversion. So he kind of did it all. He had the hat trick, as my partner Butch Powell said tonight. So uh, it was a nice win for the Big Reds, uh, first time since 2010. Uh, the Big Reds have been victorious over Huntington, so it was kind of good to to get that off their back this season. And the Big Reds now improved their record to three and one on the year. And you got uh, fingers crossed, Hurricane next week, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what we're talking about. Even though 
uh, fingers crossed, it's a road game. Uh, I think uh, you know, we're pulling for Hurricane. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, sir. Hey, thank you very much, Fred. There you go. That's John Chalfin, the voice of the Big Reds. Chris George joins me now. And, Chris, we just got finished talking with John Cole, but uh, he's he's pretty happy as a head coach right now. Yeah, it should be 542 yards rushing tonight for Bridgeport. One of the top five rushing uh, performances, I think, in the, in since 19 uh, since the late 90s. We'll have to go back and look. But great game overall. The single-wing offense is just getting better each week. The kids are starting to understand it. Tyler Ferris, a guy who's ran this offense for many years, knows it in and out. Great backs tonight, a couple backs over 100 yards. Cam Cole, 238 yards. Just an overpowering performance. And this gives Xavier Lopez a quarterback Robert Seabird credit, four-year starter, hung in there tonight, played tough, 280 yards passing and a touchdown. And they held Jeremiah King to seven yards rushing tonight. So dominant performance by a Bridgeport team with a very good line of scrimmage. Yeah, good defensive move. But, uh, you know, you mentioned the, the team is getting better with a single wing. But I, I think also you got to contribute to the fact that there's a lot of teams out there that they don't see the single wing a lot. So uh, that plays into Bridgeport's favor as well. You've got that, and it's hard to replicate it in one week of practice. Exactly. And Bridgeport returns a ton of experience on the offensive line from the last two years, and they've got the power up front. They've got good athletes to go along with their size. That makes it even tougher. You make a good point, Chris. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Chris, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, sir. All right, take care. There you go. That's Chris George, who works the games with uh, Travis Jones. All scores are final. Who, who's that? Travis? Who? Travis Jones? Did I just say that? Yeah. It's a name I make up every okay. now and then. Gotcha. <laughs> We're going to take one break. We're going to come back, and we'll get you double-A scores right off the bat because Liberty Harrison did win. Madison knew that. She did. She didn't know the final score. No. But it was a good win. Right. Big win. 48-21. Yeah, cheerleaders face towards the That's crowd. exactly right. They, they face away face, from the scoreboard. That's right. They don't face so the So they scoreboard. don't know what the score no. is. They're like officials. They don't know the score. What is community risk reduction, or CRR as you've probably heard it? Community risk reduction means checking your smoke alarms to make sure they're working properly. It means having a plan in case of an emergency. It means being vigilant and checking on your neighbors. Community risk reduction is not a new program. It's a mindset change. If it's predictable, it's preventable. The CRR approach increases public safety because of the collective work with the community to understand, assess, and provide inclusive solutions to community safety issues. Brought to you by the Office of the State Fire Marshal. Bloomville State College is situated just 15 miles off of I-79 in the small town of Glenville, West Virginia. Glenville State's diverse selection of degree programs incorporate hands-on learning and real-world experiences taught by caring professional faculty. Glenville State College has been the home of the pioneers for nearly 150 years. Learn how you can pioneer your future at Glenville State today. Visit www.glenville.edu you slash apply more football coverage on summit community bank high school game night is coming up on metro news the voice of west virginia metro news this morning the biggest stories from around the state of west virginia welcome in we're ready to get your day started with the information you need in the great mountain state chris lawrence and shauna johnson at the anchor desk life in prison without parole is ahead for the maryland man convicted of killing a woman in jefferson county last august jeff jenkins and alex thomas with in-depth stories the future of obamacare is at risk including provisions allowing states to expand medicaid and prohibiting insurance companies from denying coverage because of pre-existing conditions kyle wiggs at the sports desk coach that I- 
UAB beat South Alabama 42-10. Pirates beat the Cubs 7-0. And Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary. Courts in West Virginia are scheduled to hear two separate cases challenging Governor Jim Justice's sweeping authority to issue executive orders during the COVID-19 pandemic. There are two relevant questions here. Should the power be that broad? And two, should there be a limit on the amount of time a governor can use that authority without approval from the legislature? Metro News This Morning. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at wvmetronews.com. Hi, it's Tony Caridi, host of the CityNet Statewide Sports Line right here on Metro News. Join the Senator Brad Howe, Coach Greg Hunter, and myself as we discuss the day's biggest sports stories, talking with coaches, former players, and sports writers from all over the state and across the nation, bringing you the latest from the high schools, colleges, and the pro game. So don't miss the CityNet Statewide Sports Line weeknights at 6.06 here on the Metro News Radio Network and streaming live at wvmetronews.com. The Metro News website is your primary source for news and sports in the Mountain State. From breaking news to in-depth analysis, high school, Mountaineer, Marshall, and Mountainese conference coverage. News for hunters and fishermen on the outdoors page. And Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary. Plus all your favorite shows. Sports Line, Talk Line, Hotline, The High School Sports Line, The Sunday Night Sports Line, West Virginia Outdoors, and more. All archived on the site and just a click away. Keep up with what's happening in our state at WVMetroNews.com. school football in West Virginia. This is Summit Community Bank High School Game Night on Metro News. Welcome back into the program. Fred Persinger and Dave Jekyllin with you on this Friday night. It is the 25th of September. Right back to the phones we go. Head coach Donnie Evans of Petersburg joins us now. Vikings impressive win tonight. Coach at home over a very good double-A Independence Ball Club. Yes, it was a really good game. You score 50 points tonight. This game, I, I think I was told correct, this game was put together, what, on Wednesday of this week? Um, actually, it was Thursday. Wow. Man, wow. That's, that's even even I'm more. At, I, yeah. How do you get prepared for a team in 24 hours? Well, one thing we told our guys this week was it didn't matter who we played against. We were going to prepare our game you know, our game schedule for whoever we were playing against and that just to do what we needed to do, do the small things. And the big things will take care of itself. Last two weeks, your Petersburg Vikings football team uh, you won tonight. Let's go back to this real quick. You knocked off Independence tonight, fifty to twenty-four, to get that third win of the season. But the last two weeks, your Vikings have scored ninety-one points. Man, that offense is really clicking, isn't it? The last two weeks. Yes, uh, our guys are starting to understand a little bit what what we're asking out of them. They're getting more confident. Um, we we are very senior laden team, so our older guys are just just playing in a very competitive in practice, and we're just kind of getting that over to game night on Friday night. All right, you look ahead next week. You have uh, Philip Barber, the Colts, and uh, again in this game, you just in this the way this season's going, one week at a time, or one game at a time, and you just see what happens. Yeah, that's true. Uh, with this game tonight, one thing I told our our guys before the game, we don't we're not guaranteed tomorrow, and we got to embrace this opportunity. And great opportunities always come when least expected. And we told them tonight was a, a big opportunity. The door opened up, and we just needed to go out and play, play uh, Viking-style football, and we did that tonight. Head Coach Donnie Evans of Petersburg with us. Uh, did you expect this 3-1 and one start, Donnie, coming into this year? Well, coming in, I knew that we had a, a very uh, 
good group of guys coming in, and we just need to put some things together. And uh, they've been working very hard in the offseason. Um, we're, we're just trying to get better one day at a time and take one game at a time and not, not be complacent with the week before. Um, and the guys kind of embrace that, and they're just um, just enjoying themselves and excited about getting better every day. One, one more question here for you, Coach. Your Petersburg Ball Club, we, we talk about how – you put this game together in 24 hours. You just go out there and do what you do with so little time to prepare for independence. I understand that from an offensive standpoint, but from a defensive standpoint, this is a an independence team you beat tonight, 71, 55, and 56 points in their first three games. I would think that had to be much more of a challenge to take on a team in 24 hours from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, yes, it was. Our, our D coordinator, he does a great job, Coach Riddleman. Um, got the guys together. As soon as we got their film, we started putting together a scouting report real quick. And um, with our defense, we just line up and put them in the right position. And our guys just go after the football, run downhill, and play fast and physical. And that's what they did tonight. They just got after it. They did indeed. Congratulations, Donnie. Great win. Best of luck. We'll be talking again, okay? All right. Thank you, sir. There you go. That's head coach Donnie Evans of Petersburg. Nice, nice win, nice win at yeah. home. That's for certain. Need a scoreboard. Really need a scoreboard. Our scoreboard brought to you by Comax Business Systems, your full service. Conica, Minolta dealer, class AA finals, David. All right, Fred, thank you very much. On the AA scoreboard, it was our Metro News class AAA game of the week, but it had AA number one Bluefield on the road at number 12 Princeton tonight. This was a win that went to the Beavers, 54-40. Bluefield with the win on week number four, getting the victory Carson Deeb, 198 yards passing and four touchdowns uh, for that Bluefield win as the Beavers get the win tonight. Make it a deep 298 yards passing in the win over Princeton. Two passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns for Deeb as the Beavers scored the final 13 points to salt this one away, 54-40. Princeton was ranked number 12 in AAA and Grant Cochran had a big game for the Tigers. Five passing touchdowns, 341 yards through the air, but uh, not quite enough. The Tigers' offense falling at home to Bluefield tonight. Top-ranked team in AA gets the win, 54-40. How about number three, Frankfurt, the Falcons with the win on week number four and knock off the top-ranked team in in triple a to do it knocking off spring mills in overtime frankfurt gets the win 21 20 spring mills went for two in overtime the pass was incomplete and frankfurt picked up the win for the falcons peyton clark had all three of their touchdowns two rushing one catching as frankfurt gets the win spring mills got an overtime touchdown by Chase Henson, but for Spring Mills, falling to 3-1 and one on the year, the win for Frankfurt puts the Falcons at 4-0. and up. Also, double-A number three, Robert C. Bird, and Robert C. Bird on week number four went to Bridgeport, and the Indians get the win. Fifth-ranked triple-A ball club, Bridgeport, knocking off number three, Robert C. Bird, 58-21. The Indians had 542 yards rushing in the win, Robert C. Bird, quarterback Xavier Lopez, 280 yards passing and a touchdown in the loss. Robert C. Bird falls to 3-1. Bridgeport improves to 3-0.
Number five, Clay County fell on the road at number nine, Liberty Raleigh. The Raiders pick up a 33-0 home win over Clay. Liberty had 486 yards of offense, held Clay County quarterback Grant Krajewski to 62 yards passing. So Liberty Raleigh offensively and defensively getting it done in the win tonight, 33-0. Number five, Lincoln fell on the road at number 10, North Marion. The Huskies get the win, 41-20. Tariq Miller had a couple of touchdowns in the Huskies' win at home. The Metro News Class AA game of the week, number 14, Fairmont Senior hosting AAA number six, Musselman, and the Appleman get the win on the road. Blake Hartman over 240 yards rushing for Musselman. The Appleman win at Fairmont Senior 42-21. This game was tied 21 apiece before the Appleman scored the final three touchdowns. Musselman number six in AAA beating AA number 14 Fairmont Senior 42-21. Number 11 Kaiser rolling by Nicholas County 70-19. Number 13, Point Pleasant, had its game with Lincoln County canceled after a Lincoln County positive COVID test. So if you're looking for that Point Pleasant score tonight and was not aware, Point Pleasant's game with Lincoln County was canceled because of a late COVID positive test. East Fairmont, a winner at home, knocking off single A number 14, Cameron, 31-14. A couple of 15th-ranked teams meeting in double A. Liberty Harrison at home beating Grafton 48-21. Braxton County shut out Roan County 42 to nothing, so the Eagles get the week four win for Braxton County. Quarterback Jeff Coger, 202 yards passing, four passing touchdowns in that Braxton County 42-0 victory. Elkin shuts out Phillip Barber 36-0. Marietta, Ohio, a two-point winner at home over Weir, 36-34. Shady Spring, despite just 114 yards of offense, win at home. The Tigers beating Pikeview 13-12. The difference in the game, Shady Spring intercepting two Panther passes in the end zone. Win it tonight, Fred, 13-12. Thank you, David. Uh, back to the phones we go. And uh, Kevin joins us now. Tyler Consolidated and Wirt County. Tyler Consolidated takes it on the chin, 40-18. to 18. And, uh, hey, welcome in, Kevin. Well, thank you very much for having me, Fred. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, Wirt County Tigers came into Kidwell tonight and uh, took the uh, – Won the open, the coin toss and deferred to give the ball to Tyler County or to Tyler Consolidated. Uh, stuffed them on four and out and took over at the 44-yard line. And on the first pitch uh, of the game for the Tigers, uh, Garrett Parsons took a 44-yard for a touchdown, and that was kind of how the night was going to go. Yeah. Uh, the young man ended up carrying the ball 22 times for 208 yards three touchdowns while they stuffed the uh, Tyler running game that had been pretty well good, doing a good job these last two weeks against uh, South Harrison and Calhoun County held them to under 100 yards while uh, Ward County rushed for over uh, 250 yards. Uh, one bright spot for the Silver Knights was Trenton Huffman continues to throw the ball well. He completed six of uh, 
or eight of 16, uh, the only problem being that uh, for 140 yards with two touchdowns, but he also had two interceptions. Uh, Dylan Love for uh, Work County was six of 11, 149 yards and a touchdown, and really came in and showed that Work County is for real. These last two wins uh, over Webster and Gilmer, uh, we're a, a good football team. Yeah, no and, question. Uh, they, 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 they stuffed Tyler Consolidated running game. Uh, the only thing they need to clean up are their penalties. They mm-hmm. had over 100 yards in penalties tonight, and I don't think that's going to work next week against Doddridge County. No, that's a tough game for them next week. Of course, Tyler's got a tough one with Tulsa coming in. Tulsa loses for the first time tonight. They went to Grayson, Kentucky, and got beat 36-21. So, uh uh, both teams there will be trying to bounce back as well. Hey, always a pleasure talking with you. Call any time, okay? All right. Thank you very much. There sir. you go. Eric Little joins me now. And, uh, Eric, uh, you had a decent game tonight. Well, <laughs> did, I, I, well did you or not? I, I, you and I have different definitions of decent. Well, I mean, uh, come on now. Parkersburg South. What's what's the deal with Parkersburg South this year? Uh, I don't know. John well, Marshall, we knew. Well, we, we, John Marshall, we knew is going to be pretty good. But uh, South one and three. Did you see that? No, uh, no, I didn't. Uh, we we groped around for two and a half hours trying to find the words, and I think Nathan Tanner came on the post game show and probably said it best. Right now, they're not blocking. They're not tackling. Uh, he's going to digest some film and. Uh, or maybe need some tums to help get that film down, but um, or anything else right about now. Uh, it, it was an ugly night. Uh, at least last week with Princeton, you had the sense the Parkersburg South came in to to a bear trap because Princeton was keyed up for the game. It was senior night, and they have some athleticism, and they they, they put together a big effort against the South team that looked like they had a target on the back. And, and so you think, okay, they're going to shake that off and they'll come into this one and, and build on some positives. It didn't happen for them. They, they were not able to get it going on offense. Uh, John Marshall kept using their speed to get to the edges, and then South handed them six turnovers. There were three interceptions and three fumbles in the game that South lost. Uh, the miscues just kept piling on top of one another. Uh, three of the four John Marshall touchdowns in the first half were the direct result of turnovers, including a scoop and score for return, return for a touchdown. Go ahead, Eric. I think when you when you when you didn't think it could get worse, it it would continually get worse. John Marshall likes to run the football well. Was that just a lot of the Monarch offense tonight, just just running the football and and uh, South just not being able to make the uh, the tackles and, and slowing them down? Yeah, there were, there were a lot of times where when South did get the penetration into the John Marshall backfield, guys were were slipping off uh, of. Uh, you know, the defenders were slipping off the ball carriers. Uh, and I made the joke on the air. I said, Parkersburg South you know, comes from the shadows of DuPont, but it was John Marshall that was made a Teflon tonight yeah. because you know, so many times South would get a defender uh, with a hand on a quarterback, a hand on uh, either Flowers or um, uh, I'm blanking out on the name, the other running back that they had. Um, but uh, they have two good running backs. Uh, uh, Flowers has uh, terrific speed uh, to get to the edges. But anytime South would get even an ounce of momentum in the other way, something equally bad, 
uh, or worse, what happened to the Patriots. And they're also beset with some injuries. They had some illness this week. They had two guys in practice that were questionable with strep throat. They have a guy, uh, Devin Gaines, who's got a shoulder issue that he's nursing. Um, Orlando Francisco, one of the best receivers, is out with a quad injury. Uh, they were down two linemen tonight uh, with some issues. So this was, this was a wounded uh, unit that came into play, uh, a, a team that uh, you need to be, you're going to have to be at your best to play this season. Well, here, here's the bottom line. I've got, I've got some good news and some bad news. Now, the good news is okay. if, if the coronavirus and everything stays the way it is right now, you have three straight home games. That's the good news. Yeah. The bad news, it's yeah. Bridgeport, Capital, and Morgantown. Yeah. That's yeah. if that's if that's if everything goes according to plan. And then after Morgantown, you get a little trip to Cabell Midland. And then you got yeah. Wheeling Park. And then you got the crosstown you, you rival. You realize Eric's never going to call us back again the way you've treated him on this phone call. I'm just saying, man, it's uh, it for for Coach Tanner, it ain't going to get any easier, is it? No, and and there's some big gifts with the schedule because yeah, a lot of right. the schools that you named are in places where uh, we're not sure if there's going to be football. So hey, not anymore. It, it be, it's green everywhere yeah. now. I just I was showing Dave Jecklin the the map. I mean, I think even uh-huh. Dave and I could play next week. We're in the green so much. Yeah. Well, how about well, well, well I, I looked at one map and uh, you had about five minutes in, realized it was the fall foliage map. Oh yeah, and, you uh, can't you can't look at the maps. Uh, no, no, don't look at the maps. Just no. go with what I tell you. Okay. I've got this down. I, I, I figured this I out. My, I live my life. <laughs> I live my life by that by that monster thread. I hear you. I hear you. Know you. By what person you're telling me to yeah, do? Exactly, Eric. I appreciate the phone call. Best of luck. We'll talk again next week. Okay. Wish I had better. Can I, can I give you one positive? Do that. Yes. I, yes. Of course. Jake Hogsett. Jake Hogsett and the guys have been struggling with some injuries this year. Six catches for 96 yards tonight. Good. Uh, Excellent. Best game of the season. There you go. Uh, Very good. I, 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 w- I would be remiss if I didn't give you something positive to build off. Exactly right. So Appreciate now we that. can move from there in a positive manner, okay? That's a smooth pivot, Fred. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Very nice. Appreciate it, Eric. Thank you, sir. Take care, guys. Uh-huh. Eric Little. And I mean, really, boy, that's a, that is a tough, tough schedule coming up for Coach Tanner and his crew. Hey, high school football fans, make sure you check out this week's WVMetroNews.com Power Rankings. Brought to you by CareSource for real health insurance you can really afford. Visit CareSource.com for more on affordable health care solutions. Break to take. Back with more scores. Count on ZMM architects and engineers to make sure. Friday night in West Virginia means Summit Community Bank High School Game Night on Metro News. Welcome back in to Game Night. Fred and Dave with you until midnight tonight. Back to the phones we go right before we get to a scoreboard. We're joined by Jeff Campbell. His Greenbrier East Spartans on the road tonight to Buchanan. And a real nice win, 55 points. Uh, Coach uh, Ray Lee has to be awfully happy right now, I would think, Jeffrey. Hello, Jeff. Jeff. Uh-oh. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, I'm here. Are you there? How you doing? I'm well. How are you, buddy? Yes. I'm doing pretty good. Driving back right now. Uh, I'm in Birch River. I may have to stop down here at Comart for a pepperoni roll, but we'll just have to see how that works out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jeff Jeff Campbell 
only guy I know, goes to Buchanan, goes to the donut shop. Oh, yeah. Oh, you gets, have to. What, but what does he get? I don't, I Pepperoni don't. roll. Is that right? Jeff, you with me? I think Jeff's having a bad yeah. cell problem. He went to the donut shop yeah. in Buchanan. And got a pepperoni roll. Got a pepperoni. Have you been to the donut shop? No. I've been to the donut shop, and I did not get a pepperoni roll. Hey, Jeff, you got a bad cell. Call me back. I want to talk about this, all right? Uh, so Super call us back. Uh, Joe Bricotta joins me right now. Hello, Joe. Guys, Jeff's 100% right. The pepperoni rolls there are tremendous. <laughs> Well, I feel chipped. I, I, can got, I can vouch for that. See, they, but why would see, you go? My, to, why do you go to the donut my, shop and buy a pepperoni roll? My father-in-law said you get the donuts good. there, and you know my father-in-law. I do. And if he knows a bakery, he knows a bakery. <laughs> he does. I give him that. <laughs> so the pepperoni rolls are the thing to get there, Joe. No question about it. You were in, you were in Princeton tonight. I told you about Anna's Honeycutt Stadium. Pretty place, isn't it? Absolutely. Great place to watch a game, and uh, it, it was a heck of a game. Uh, a, a great departure from what we saw when these teams, uh, Bluefield and Princeton, met in week one. 28 points in that game combined, and uh, 94 tonight. But uh, everybody left adequately entertained, that's for certain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that, but I mean, man, oh man, no one could have seen that many points coming, could they? No, but I, I tell you what, with the amount of firepower that both of these teams do have on the offensive side of the ball, I, I'm not surprised the Maybe not the degree of points and the uh, pinball-style game that we saw, but uh, these are two explosive offenses with lots of great weapons. And, uh, you know, sometimes offenses are just ahead of the defenses, and that that was certainly case uh, the case tonight. You know, this is a Princeton team that uh, we've seen over the last couple of years, especially last year, would play well in the first half but couldn't put four quarters together in the second half. It really seems like this is a Tiger team. and I know they played Bluefield twice and, and I think Parkersburg South in the other game going from memory. Yeah, the Patriots last week. But it really seems like this is a Princeton team that might be turning the corner. I know they're one and two, but both losses were to Bluefield, but both were competitive games for the Tigers. Uh, did you get a sense why? watching Princeton tonight, Joe, that maybe this Tigers team is starting to turn the corner after a couple of years, kind of going the wrong way? Oh, absolutely, Dave. And when we talked to Chris Pettigo, their head coach on the high school sports on Wednesday, he mentioned three guys in particular and all showed up in a big way tonight. Uh, their seniors, Josiah Honaker, Ethan Parsons, Amir Powell, they all found the end zone. And when you got a guy, a sophomore quarterback, and Grant Cochran running the show, who threw for I had him for over 300, 341 yards, I believe, five touchdown passes. I mean, there's weapons there. Uh, they're going to be a tough, tough out for any team that they're going to see the rest of the way, and certainly a factor in the AAA picture. So, uh, yeah, Bluefield has offensive weapons as well that play very well, but uh, Princeton held their own tonight, no question. Yeah, but what you just said, we all know that to be true, but what does that say about Bluefield? <laughs> well, I think Bluefield's still trying to work on some things in the running game. Now, look, they lost J.J. Davis to graduation. He's now at Marshall. I think we knew that the running game for Bluefield was going to take a little bit uh, to get up to speed. Uh, certainly, Sean Mitchell was able to hit on a couple of runs, and uh, they were able to get some touchdowns late. Riker Brown with a rushing touchdown to Carson D. But from the quarterback spot, had three rushing touchdowns. Uh, Jayon Flack also had a touchdown that sealed the game late. So they got a lot of different guys involved in the run game. Uh, there's weapons there, and, and uh, I don't believe Bluefield turned the ball over tonight, and for as many possessions and as many plays 
as these teams ran. That, that, that's pretty impressive. Credit Bluefield's defense coming up with a pair of interceptions in the fourth quarter when they needed to get stops to salt the, salt the game away, and they did that. All right, my friends. Safe travels. Uh, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow, okay? Sounds good. Thanks, guys. There you go. That's Joe Bricado down in the Bluefield, Princeton area. Now, Jeff Campbell is back with us. Jeff, you back, You okay now with a good uh, cell signal? I believe so. Oh, I Chris. Think so. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. Uh, I, I was just asking, and then, you know, I asked you the question, why do you go to the donut shop in Buchanan and get a pepperoni roll? But then Joe Bricado came on and said, that's what you do. Amazing. Brad, that doesn't mean I still didn't get a couple of donuts. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Great comeback. Uh, and, and, and I strongly recommend the peanut butter and jelly donut. Oh, man. You have to go there, Fred. I've been there. I don't know. You have to go. Well, I'm leaving now. Is it still open? You had to finish the show. No, I don't have to. <laughs> hey, hey Fred, Fred, 24 hours. 24 hours. Well, you know what you, yep. could, you could do? You could stop by. Get a dozen and bring them to Jeff or to Dave and I. We'd be here. Yeah. It's going the wrong direction. I'll tell you what. Hey, I made a wrong turn coming out of the the school tonight and ended up in French Creek. I didn't see French Creek Freddy, but it was a pretty adventurous trip coming down. Uh, I thought I was on the uh, movie uh, Wrong Turn. I thought you were going to say deliverance there for a second. I, I was not sure, yeah. So uh, you're, you're uh, Greenbrier East Spartans 55-10, the win over Buchanan Ups. You're offensively and defensively. looks like a complete game for East tonight on the road. It was 570-plus uh, yards total offense. They held Buchanan Ups defensively to 127 yards uh, back-to-back weeks, a 40-plus uh, point performance in the first half. They scored 56 last week. They scored 55 tonight and had a complete running clock in the fourth quarter two weeks in a row. I wonder, Jeffrey, do you get? Do you think you get that Mingo Central game in next week? We're pretty confident we're going to be able to get either Mingo Central or another team that uh, I'd rather not say who it could be. Right, right, understand. Uh, just in case something would fall through, but uh, we've already had some discussions with another school that could be uh, coming to Greenbrier East next Friday night if the Mingo Central game does not happen. There you go. All right, well, make sure you uh, tell uh, Head Coach Ray Lee we say congratulations. Great start, 3-1 and one on the season. Just to see if you can keep it going. Okay, buddy? Well, we'll try to do that, Fred. Thanks a lot. All right, safe travels and donuts for everyone, okay? Everywhere we go, you got it. I hear you, brother. Thank you, Jeff, for calling back. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Fred. Uh-huh, bye-bye. That's Jeff Campbell, the voice of the Greenbrier East Spartans, and just an all-around great guy, yeah, uh, yeah. a House of Delegates member. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So uh, what time we got? Uh, I got to take a break. Yeah, got to take really a break. I really do. Yep. We spent a little too much time on the phone there, didn't we? That was fun. Well, it was, yeah. We'll take a We're break. We're educating you. Uh, yeah. Triple A scores. We haven't done Triple A for a while. No. There was only eight games tonight. Won't take long. We'll do those when we come back. minute scores at wvmetronews.com now back to summit community bank high school game night on metro news summit community bank your local bank that's proud to provide service beyond expectations it is time to take a look at some class AAA scores scoreboard presented by comax business systems your full service 
Conicum, an old to dealer. Check them out at ComaxWV.com. David? Hey, Fred, there'll be a number one ranked team, a new number one ranked team in AAA next week because this week's number one went down in overtime tonight. Number one, Spring Mills on the road at AA number three, Frankfurt, and the Falcons get the overtime win 21 20. Spring Mills went for two and the win in overtime after scoring a touchdown. The two-point conversion was incomplete, and the Falcons uh, hold on for a 21-20 win. Peyton Clark had all three uh, Frankfurt touchdowns tonight, two rushing, one receiving. Spring Mills, the overtime touchdown was scored by Chase Henson. That made it 21-20, and as I said, the two-point conversion was no good, and Frankfurt knocked off the top-ranked team in AAA tonight, 21-20. Also on the AAA scoreboard, number five, Bridgeport, 542 rushing yards, and the Indians as a team beat number three in AA, Robert C. Bird, 58-21 for the Indians tonight. Cam Cole, 238 yards rushing. For RCB in the losing effort, Xavier Lopez had 280 yards passing and a passing touchdown, but Bridgeport's defense held Jeremiah King to less than 10 yards rushing tonight. And Bridgeport knocked off Robert Seabird 58-21. Number seven, Wheeling Park knocked off Lindsley by 36. 56-20 was the final score. Bo Heller, four passing touchdowns in the Wheeling Park win. Number nine, John Marshall shuts out Parkersburg South 39-0. Number 13, Parkersburg, a winner at home by 11 over Huntington. Final score, 25-14. Quarterback Bryson Singer for the Big Reds. 119 yards passing, 157 yards rushing, and he combined for three touchdowns in the game. Also in AAA tonight, number 12, Princeton loses a wild game at home to AA number one, Bluefield. The Beavers knock off the Tigers for the second time this year, winning tonight 54-40. Princeton had a big game from sophomore quarterback Grant Cochran with five passing touchdowns, but it wasn't enough. The Beavers get the win on the road. Carson Deeb, two passing and three rushing touchdowns for Freddie Simons Beavers, the top-ranked team in AA, getting the win on week number four. Also in AAA tonight, it was number 15 Hampshire beating co-number 15 Brook by a final score of 21-7. And Washington gets a win as the Patriots shut out Hedgesville 49 to nothing. And number six, Musselman, a winner on the road at number 14, Fairmont Senior. The Appleman get the win by a final of 42 to 21 as a big game for Blake Hartman. He went over 200 yards rushing in that road win at Fairmont Senior tonight. We do have a couple of games coming up tomorrow. We'll take a look at those and uh, take a look back at some of the bigger games after we take this final break for this evening on Game Night. Stay with us. Covering high 
high school football in West Virginia. This is Summit Community Bank High School Game Night on Metro News. Welcome back in. Final eight minutes or so of the program tonight. And David, as I mentioned, we do have three games uh, tentatively scheduled for Saturday now. Yeah, we do. He's go over to Double A, where you've got Logan and Chapmanville. Yay! Yeah, Logan say, County neither teams. team has played this year. Right. So Logan and Chapmanville are scheduled to play tomorrow. That's going to be a special uh, time for those young men getting to play tomorrow. Number four, East Hardy will take on Shadyside, Ohio. The Cougars are off to a 2-0 start, and that game is set for tomorrow, as is Weirton Madonna, the Blue Dons, at 1-2, taking on Steubenville Catholic. That ball game coming up tomorrow as well. Madonna could use a win. It won its first game of the season, has dropped the last two, and back on the road taking on Steubenville tomorrow. Yeah, those uh, last two games Dave talked about are tomorrow night and then the Logan game with Chapmanville's at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. But just so good. And, and, and the Man Hillbillies, they got to play tonight. They kicked off at 6, and they ran into Wheeling Central Catholic and lost 19 to nothing. But uh, good job for both teams for scheduling that game. And, boy, we have seen it unbelievably. This schedule that you had in mid-August, throw them all out. Just yeah. throw them away because they have changed dramatically. Just and it's almost been about every team. And you heard, well, you heard Sue Campbell say, you know, we've got a game, but we also have a contingency game, and that's what a lot of teams yeah, are doing. They, all, they have these contingency yeah. games because you have to. You kind of look ahead and kind of figure out who you play, who plays in which counties, which counties are in bad shapes, and and try to obviously make sure that the teams are matched up quite the same way as well. You got the travel concerns. It's a lot that goes into that mathematical equation, if you will, to figure out, you know, the distance, the cost, the the school sizes, and the ability to play those games. And and we were talking before, as the counties or more counties are going green and getting in a position to play, some of these Kanawha counties, Monongalia counties, you talked about Logan County, where they're finally getting a chance to play. Do they start trying to mix in two games in a week? trying to get some of those games in and sounds great, but uh, how long do you do that with the playoffs coming up where you want to keep everybody healthy? We may see a flurry of games in the next three weeks or so trying to get them in and then possibly scaling back the closer we get to playoffs. I think they'll try and get at least eight. Yeah. At least eight if they can, because you got to understand Mon County teams and Kanawha County teams have not played at all this year. Correct. So whereas you see, uh, well, St. Mary's, for example, the number one team in single A, they're 4-0. They've got four games in already, and uh, the other the other two counties we just talked about, they have zero going on right now. The most impressive performance tonight for me, yes, and I want to get your thoughts as well on the most impressive performance for you, Petersburg, a game put together yesterday, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, and they come up and beat a very good Independence team that had been putting a lot of points on the board and was undefeated, and the Vikings said, hey. Come on. And they won 50-24. to 24. That's impressive. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. It's a Petersburg ball club that uh, was shut out the first week of the season. And the last three weeks, the offense has come alive. Last two weeks, they've scored a total of 91 points. So 41 a week ago, 50 this week. You're exactly right. Petersburg is moving in the right direction. Right. If I had to look and had to say what my impressive game of the week would be, I think I would have to take a look and 
I know Bridgeport has been playing a lot of the same double-A schools they played before, but the last two weeks, Bridgeport has beaten Fairmont Senior 44-33. First time in four years. And Robert C. Bird 58-21 tonight. Now, I know they've given up 54 points in those two games, but the offense is what's impressive to me, where that they, they switched from the stick-eye to the single wing, all new players in the backfield, but that offensive line was back. Now, I know they've played RCB and Fairmont Senior, two teams they're familiar with. And, of course, they get South next week. They have uh, Elkins coming up later, Huntington later in the season, Musselman at the end of the year as well if all those games get played out. But I'm impressed with Bridgeport's ability to put that new offense together and have it click so early on against two very good teams in Fairmont Senior and Robert C. Bird. I thought that was an impressive win by Bridgeport tonight, and that takes nothing away from Bluefield's 14-point win over Princeton and Frankfurt's 21-20 overtime win over Spring Mills. And how about Musselman coming on the road from the Eastern Panhandle? This was a game, you have to remember if you go back, this was a supposed to be a scrimmage game yeah, that's several right. weeks ago, that's and they right. couldn't get it in because of the weather. So Musselman says, well, I'll come back. It's not like it's down the road. No. I mean, it's a long trip. And they come back, and they outscore. They double up a good Fairmont Senior Ball Club. Nick Bardick's team is a good team, even though right now they're one and two. Well, you know, my schedule that I've got in front of me has Musselman taking on Morgantown <laughs> yeah. next weekend. So as yeah. long as that's still what the schedule shows, I that's mean... possibility. Possibility. It and is it, a possibility. What a tough... You know, hey, Sean Beiser, you know, yeah. your, your first game as head coach of Morgantown post-COVID, we're going to bring the Appleman into town. Yeah, and by the way, Sean, your old team, Kaiser, they're three and one yeah. right now. They've played four games... And yeah, boy, that is uh, I hope that's that, crazy. Hope they get a chance to play next. I week. hope they get a chance to play. I'm exactly like you. And then when you start looking at some of these other games that we know are coming up, uh, you just have to take it. As we were talking with uh, Coach John Cole from uh, Bridgeport, you got to take it one game at a time, one week at a time, to see what happens. A lot of people are going to be watching the map at five o'clock tomorrow. I think so. And and like you were saying, we were looking at the map this week, just trying Makes to no get sense. an idea. And it, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow is what counts. And hopefully, we obviously said it's a great start. It's kind of a great start to get into the, hopefully a great start, to get into the 5 o'clock map unveiling tomorrow, having those Logan County schools playing. Maybe we can carry that momentum of a Logan County schools playing straight into a great map tomorrow and getting Kanawha County, Mon County off the snide, getting those counties in there as well, and, and keeping our fingers crossed that maybe Mingo Central and Mingo County will be able to get in action next weekend against Greenbrier East. I mean, we're definitely moving in the right direction. Man, it'd be great tomorrow to see a, a big hurdle crossed in Kanawha County and Mon County. And uh, another story that, you know, you talk about some young, young players, and that's at Nicholas County. I, I don't remember, and I know Kaiser's a good ball club, but I can't remember the last time the Grizzlies of head coach Gene Morris gave up 70 points, and they're now 1-3 on the season. So a rebuilding effort, it happens to everyone, and you see it with Nicholas County. Yeah, Nicholas County, they are 1-3, their first three games of the season, lost to Shady by two, beat Wyoming East by two, lost last week to Lincoln by four. Yeah. I mean, they are just a hair's breadth away from coming into tonight's game 3-0. and And tonight. Didn't work out Did tonight, not work out but, so well. But Nicholas County, they may be 1-3, but they very well could have been 3-1, and one, maybe with a couple bounces here and there. So we'll just have to wait and see as it progresses throughout uh, – 
tomorrow's unveiling of the map on the uh, Board of Education's website. That's the one that counts because, uh, again, Dave and I were looking at the one just a little while ago on DHHR. And trust me, that one makes no sense because the numbers are either put in wrong or yeah, something. We, we found a couple counties where the numbers were technically what you scrolled over. The number that came up did not match what the color should be. Yeah. So, so I hope, tomorrow you get it right. Yes. Get it right, please, folks. It's important to a lot of people. You say that's the one you got to go by. Well, make sure that's the right one, okay? That's all I'm saying. Make sure it's right. Hey, we got to go. Uh, Join us tomorrow morning on many of these same stations for the high school football scoreboard. We'll talk to you next week. High School Game Night is presented by Summit Community Bank, your local bank that's proud to service beyond expectations. Tonight's show was brought to you in part by the West Virginia Coal Association and the Friends of Coal, committed to clean energy, your job, and better quality of life for all West Virginians. By Southern West Virginia Community and Technical College, your success begins at home. By Good News Mountaineer Garage, donate a car, change a life. Call 866-GIVE-CAR. By the Greater Bridgeport Convention and Visitors Bureau, eat and shop in Bridgeport every game night. And by the West Virginia Education Association, teachers dedicated to great schools. Summit Community Bank High School Game Night has been an exclusive presentation of the Metro News Radio Network. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.